King Gates, you all the savior. What up, Tony Bruno? You're now listening to the finest sports radio show. You're now tuned to the Tony Bruno Show. What you don't know about sports, Tony Bruno knows. Hot sports radio. Let's talk about today. Plays, news, headlines, and what's an outrage. What up Wednesdays? We got hockey action, yo. Flyers, Phillies, Sixers, Eagles, Hall of Famers, come and go. Let's rob and get the corkscrew. Tim, tell Tony that he's my favorite sports team. Bring the wood. Step to the plate. Just like the NBA, we going hard in the paint. Million dollar voice, you heard him on John Madden. He's bald like the Eagles, you're an honorary captain. Download the podcast, follow on Twitter. One of sports radios, legendary figure. Greetings, children. Welcome to the blue medical tent of broadcasting known as the Tony Bruno Show on a Monday. (laughs) My elbow hurts. My wrist hurts. My head hurts. Everything hurts, but we're going to go the distance. We're going to go for speed. This is a Monday day-night doubleheader, Robin. Yes, it is. And while many other broadcasters just can't suck it up and go out there, like some football players we may or may not know, Hey, hey, some some are really injured, Tony. No, there's no doubt about that. Unfortunately. <laughs> but we are on Twitch.tv, Bruno Nation Live. We'll be here the full three hours today, uninterrupted, unexpurgated, unintelligible, unexpurgated. Did I already use that yes, twice? Use, I, yeah, it's a good word, twice. though. I want to use that one. It's a good one. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are here to please, to inform, to educate, to exhilarate. And all the other good things that you do on a Monday, which pretty much means not much to most people, because Mondays suck, and Mondays after your football team shits the bed sucks even more. But Monday really, really, really sucks for one football team in particular, Robin. And you know who that team is? Who would that team be, Tony? The Pittsburgh Steelers, Robin, not the Philadelphia Eagles. No? It's it's even worse for them? Yeah, because their quarterback is now done for the season and maybe for his career. That's the big news this morning around the National Football League. We saw Ben Roethlisberger grab his elbow. We saw him leave the game. And now as Coach Mike Tomlin says this morning that uh, he is done for the year. And now there's a raging debate on Twitter among Steeler Nation about whether he's going to need Tommy John surgery. He just refuses to die. Well, he does refuse to die. That's because he's Big Ben. <laughs> okay, that is a- a perfect amazingly timing again. perfect timing for that walk-up sound. It, it really is. It's almost like it's planned that he way. He just refuses to die. Exactly. Somebody did it again. That's our buddy AJ in San Antonio. Big Ben, this could be it for him. Well, Big Ben in London still surviving, but I don't know about Big Ben with well, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Strangely enough, I, I did not mark the tape because I don't usually uh, spout such knowledge, but prior, a couple of weeks ago, I said something about Ben Roethlisberger and whether he was still going to be able to play or not. Why? Because you looked at his face and everybody was saying that last week. 
He, I just said that for this year, more so than other years, he just looks that much older. It's like he aged over the time off way more than he has before. Well, it's what happens. We all get older, Robin. Did he move to Philadelphia? No. But I believe <laughs> that the Philadelphia Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers should do what they did back in the old day, merge the two teams and be known as the Philadelphia Steagles. That is old school. Look it up. The Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers at one point back in the day during the war merged the two franchises and became the Philadelphia Steagles. Was it because I believe because of the Eagles injuries and the fact that Ben Roethlisberger's done, I think we take the best of both franchises, make one team and represent the state of Pennsylvania. Because one thing is for certain right now that with Roethlisberger done, can they be able to win something and put something together? Probably. Are they going to win a Super Bowl without Ben Roethlisberger? I wouldn't think that even the most diehard Steel Curtain fans got to say no. And so, but who do you want on the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, the Eagles have injuries, but you, you lose your quarterback like the Steelers did today for the season. That's bad news, Robin. Now, Cujo Nose says Eaglers sounds better. I don't know, Steagles or Eaglers? It's got to be Eaglers because Steaglers. Steagles. Steagles. Now, because the Eagles have won the most recent Super Bowl. See, if Pittsburgh was riding high again, okay, then, then you make them the Steagles. But since the Eagles are the better team, even though they lost last night at 1-1, one and one, I believe that the future is not very bright in Pittsburgh because they don't have an heir apparent. Eaglers. Now, I don't know about, you know, you know, they got a backup quarterback in there. They traded a quarterback to Jacksonville last week. I don't know about any of these guys, how good they are. Nobody knows. But I do know this, Robin. I do know that yesterday on our pregame show before the Eagles Sunday night game yes. over at Tollman Joe's, I said one of the biggest problems with the Eagles, not about injuries. Nobody can predict injuries. Nobody knows what's going to no. happen. This isn't the WWE where it's scripted and you know what's going to happen and then you have the entertainment in between before the obvious outcome that's predetermined happens. This is a game that no one knows what's going to happen. No one knows who's going to get hurt. You just hope that your team stays healthy, and that's, that's what the NFL is all about now. <clears throat> It's a game of attrition. It's a game of survival from week to week. The Steelers lose week one. They look terrible. They come back. They're at home. They're favored. And then they lose Ben Roethlisberger. And then they lose a close game to Seattle. The Eagles lose a couple of guys last night. But I said yesterday on the show, the one difference, everybody's talking about play calling and whose fault it is. Is it the injuries? Is it play calling? Is it the quarterback? Is it drop balls? Is it fumbled kicks at the start of the second half? I mean, you can make an entire list of things that could be the difference makers in any football game. And when you lose a close game, as in the case of the Philadelphia Eagles last night, and, of course, everybody points the finger at Carson Wentz, and he didn't play well in the first half. No. But one thing he did is not quit. No. Despite the fact that people just don't understand the game. And you know me. I'm no Eagles apologist. I didn't even pick them. I picked the Atlanta Falcons to win the game last night. Go back and listen to the tape. Document it. I said Atlanta needed to win the game more, and I expect it to be a close game in Atlanta to find a way to win. I did. Luigi did. And uh, who else went with the uh, Atlanta last night? I have the list of all the picks, but I left it upstairs. But anyway, not, I didn't pick against the Eagles because I don't like the team and I think they stink. I picked against them last night because I thought that Atlanta would find a way to win the game. And when you look at the game, Atlanta played better. On both sides of the ball, their offensive line, despite losing two guys, actually did a good job protecting Matt Ryan. 
And the only time the Eagles put pressure on and forced three turnovers, by the way, Matt Ryan spit it up three times too, just like Carson Wentz did. But the only time the Eagles did anything is when they sent the house. And that's what happened. They started sending everybody. And they sent everybody except one time it didn't work because Matt Ryan, a veteran quarterback, saw it, and he audibled out and threw that ball to Julio Jones, who took it to the house. And that was the go-ahead touchdown. But Carson Wentz, the much maligned Carson Wentz, still found a way to lead his team to a go-ahead score in the fourth quarter, almost led them to another game-winning touchdown, if not for a dropped Nelson Aguilar pass. So Aguilar drops the pass, and people go on Twitter and start telling the guy to leave and, you know, doing what angry fans do. That's why when I get angry, I don't go on Twitter anymore. But people do. And it was a shame. It was shameful last night what people do. I get fans are upset, but these aren't even degenerate gamblers. These are just morons on Twitter who make the city look bad, which it already does because of some of the conduct that happens here. But when you go on Twitter because a guy drops a ball that maybe would have won the game and probably would have won the game, and then your first reaction is to go on Twitter and destroy the guy like he's not a human being, that's taking it too far. I never root for people who get hurt. I never say, hey, you know, was I angry when he dropped the ball? Yeah, I said, wow, he dropped the ball. That could have won the game. But, you know, not fumbling the opening kickoff of the second half could have helped you win the game. Yeah, if, that could Carson, have helped. if Carson Wentz doesn't put the knee down under the new rule on giving yourself up when he tried to get the two-point conversion, which he thought he had, that would have made it a three-point game instead of a four-point game. So there's so many different aspects of football. And then, of course, the one thing I always love, and it's one of the things I don't get involved in because it's just stupid talking head and TV boxes and desperate sports radio hosts trying to get the phones to ring, is the whole Dak Prescott better than Carson Wentz. This whole Dak Prescott, Carson Wentz things bores me. Okay? It bores Dallas is good. Dak Prescott is good. He's got a great running back. He's got a great offensive line. He's got a great defense. Why does it always have to be about who's a better quarterback? You're Cowboy fans. You're feeling good. You should. You're 2-0. You play two crappy teams, and you beat the hell out of them. That's what you're supposed to do. So don't give me this Dak's better. It doesn't matter who's better. You know when you know who's better at the end of the year? That's, That's when you know who's better. I was better. just going to say, the only way to see who's better or not is in history. Like, you can, you can look at past and the, look at their entire lineup or their, their entire games, all their games, all of their – None of that with. matters, Robin. In, in, but, in the game of football, all the, that matters is winning and losing. Yes, I know. But you can look and see who is the better quarterback – when you look in hindsight, you can't do it right at the moment. Yes, you can. Say, That's what sports radio is made uh, for. That's what talking heads screaming in boxes on television do. That's how Skip Bayless continues to make millions of dollars. <laughs> the same guy who wrote a book, and I like Skip, and I've worked with Skip. The same guy in the 90s when the Cowboys were a dynasty wrote a book saying that, that, that Troy Aikman was gay. That same guy who wrote a book saying that Troy Aikman was gay is now slobbering and splooging over himself with the Dallas Cowboys. Splooging. Splooging all over himself, all over TV. If you saw the camera this morning, it was all over the screen. So I get what Skip does, and everybody gets sucked into it. What he's doing is he's baiting the audience so they go on Twitter and either rip him or say, you're right, Skip. That's how it works in this business. God bless him. He's making $5 million a year getting people pissed off every day at something that he says. 
That's how you become a multimillionaire on TV these days. I don't Why begrudge them. Why is it that, that people like listening to somebody that pisses them off? Because they're, for the, everybody he pisses off, see, it's the whole Howard Cosell mentality. Howard Cosell was brilliant because when he was on Monday Night Football, he would piss off half the audience who hated him, but then the other half of the audience loved him, but everybody watched him. That's the way to get it done. That's not the way it works in politics. In politics, you try to get as many people as possible to like you. But when you're that toxic, where you're going to say stuff every day, and you know you're going to get some people angry, but other people are going to like you, you get the perfect blend of pissed off and, yeah, you're right, Skip. And, again, this is not personal against Skip. What he's doing is brilliant. That's how he gets people to watch him. That's how Stephen A. Smith gets people to watch him. That's what they do. Their job is to draw viewers by saying things and they don't even have to be dumb things. They're just opinions. No, it's not. So to some people it is what we say on the show. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Exactly. And so that's the bottom God, line these here. Walk up sounds are perfect. That's almost like, like the audience know. is they know exactly where I'm gonna pause so they can stick it in, so to speak. So it was a good day to be on the road for most teams in the NFL yesterday. Do you realize there were nine teams that won away from home yesterday? There were only ho- four home favorites in the NFL yet. Only four teams in the entire league. How many? Four. That were favored at home. Two of them won Green Bay and the Rams and covered the number. Two of the other ones won the games, but they didn't cover the number. Baltimore at home won. Houston at home won, but they didn't cover the number. And so that's why football is crazy. You can't figure in injuries, and I'm not making any excuses. And I said this yesterday. The difference between Doug Peterson and Andy Reid, who they're often compared to because they were he's a clone of Andy Reid. Andy Reid, when he prepared for games when he was the coach here, his first 15 scripted plays always seemed to work. The Eagles always came out with their first scripted plays, 15 of them, which most coaches do, and they, ex- and they executed them. And then Andy Reid, when he was going to regular play calling on every play after that, that's where he... Fell short many times. Meanwhile, Doug Peterson, whatever he's scripting in the first 15 plays isn't working. And it hasn't worked all of last year because the Eagles have sucked in the first quarter and it didn't work the first two games because for the second straight week, regardless of the injuries, the second straight week, the Eagles came out and whatever their game plan was wasn't working. Now, I'll give them some slack for last night because – for people who don't understand what happens when guys get hurt, if you haven't watched football for very long, when you lose Deshaun Jackson, you lose, first of all, Dad, Dallas Goddard, who's your blocking tight end, mm-hmm. and you have a, a package where you're going to use him in there for an extra blocker to try to run the football, which is what they wanted to do, which is, by the way, what the Minnesota Vikings did against Atlanta last week, time and time again. So they watched the film of the Vikings running all over the Atlanta Falcon defense, and I'm sure Doug Peterson wanted to run the ball against the Atlanta Falcons last night. But first he loses Dallas Goddard, so he doesn't have a blocking tight end. Then he loses Deshaun Jackson, and I have all the stats here. And again, this isn't an excuse. This isn't whining about the Eagles. The Eagles still had a way and maybe could have won that game despite losing Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and, and Goddard Early in the game, Goddard didn't even play. He didn't even start. Last week against Washington, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard accounted for 15 catches, 221 yards, four touchdowns in the game. Last night, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, 
and Dallas Goddard accounted for zero catches, zero yards, zero touchdowns, and all of them were out of the game early. Goddard even before the game even started. Deshaun Jackson played 11 snaps, <clears throat> all Sean six, Goddard zero. Now, is that an excuse to lose? No. But in football, when you practice for your next opponent all week long, you practice with the starting players, and you know that Deshaun Jackson obviously was in sync with, uh, with, with Carson Wentz. You saw it in the first game. You see it in practice. So those two guys had something special going on. So now you eliminate the two guys, the three guys in this offense that you were relying on because you practiced certain plays and certain packages involving those three players, and now they're eliminated from the game plan. All coaches have to face this, but very few coaches have to face losing top offensive weapons like the Eagles lost early in the game last night. Excuse? No. And so what you saw was Carson Wentz struggling because, A, the offensive line couldn't block to get any kind of running game going on. They were dominated by the Falcons. You give the other team credit. Falcons' defensive line dominated the Eagles' offensive line. And then the Falcons' offensive line, which was supposed to be bad, banged up, and couldn't block anybody, was doing a pretty good job against the Eagles' defensive line. So if your offensive line and defensive line can't dominate in the trenches, that also hurts your chances of trying to win a game, especially when you need to run the football to consume clock and make it easier on the quarterback on third downs. So those are legitimate reasons. Mac Hollins, by the way, you know, and you saw it. Arcega, he he didn't even know what the plays were. He was turning Carson Wentz at one point, throws a pass to the guy, and he doesn't even turn around at the right time. Because you know why? Because he doesn't practice with those guys in the first team offense. And so while everybody's ripping Carson Wentz in the first half, and he didn't play well. He didn't play well because the guys he had on the field working with him, A, were not helping with the run blocking, and B, the guys who were thrown into starting roles, Mac Hollins and the rest of the guys, they weren't used to running the offense. And so it took them a while to get some synchronicity, which is one of my favorite words. It is highly underused. And then in the second half, even though they fumbled the opening kickoff of the second half, they still, had a, they still found a way to make it a game and maybe even win that game. When, when you look at the entire package of what happened, the Eagles had no business even being in that game. They were awful, and they still found a way because Carson Wentz made some unbelievable plays, especially the one, that one play in particular. Well, the two-point conversion hurt him, too, because you take two points off the board, and as I said, what was the final score, 24-20? to 20? That hurts. If you kick the extra point, it's a three-point game. If you make the two-point conversion, it's a two-point game. So instead of scrambling down there when you made that fourth and 14 play to Nelson Aguilar after he dropped the touchdown, you were in field goal range. So if, even then, if everything else works right, regardless of the drop by Aguilar, which would have been a touchdown, you still have a chance to kick a field goal and win the game near the end as opposed to having to go for the touchdown and trying to pull out a desperation win on that third down play, actually the fourth down play on the pass to Zach Ertz where he was just short of the first down, which would have given him another opportunity to keep moving for a potential game-winning score. So it's a it's – a, Every single play is magnified in close games. And last night, the Eagles didn't make enough big plays. Their defense didn't, especially getting out the long ball, the pass to Julio Jones. So that's how you look at a game. You don't look at a game, oh, my God, the Eagles suck. Carson Wentz sucks. Man, is he terrible. Dak Prescott is so much better. That's what people resort to when they don't understand the game or how it's played, Robin. 
listen, I was upset that they lost too. I thought they were going to win, even though I didn't. I picked them to lose. At that point, you're saying, wow, they're going to come back and win this game. Yeah, but give the did. Atlanta Falcons credit. The Atlanta Falcons had more pressure on them. Their head coach did the right things. They made the right play calls. And when and, and when when the Eagles were blitzing their balls off in the second half, trying to get to Matt Ryan, and they did on multiple occasions, yes. that one last time they sold it too early. They showed Matt Ryan what they were going to do on the maximum blitz on that fourth down play, and they took advantage of it, passed to Julio Jones, takes it to the house. That's how it works in this game. Sometimes the other team makes a great play with a veteran quarterback and a veteran Hall of Fame caliber receiver. But people sit there and want to, want to bury Nelson Aguilar for a drop. It was horrible. But he then made a fourth and 14 catch that set him up for another first down. So one play could kill you in a game. Unfortunately, the Eagles had so many plays that should have killed him, and eventually they lose in the end. It's that simple. You know, but to suggest that the Eagles now suck because they didn't win a game in Atlanta, that's ridiculous. I mean, it is, it's amazing how well they did do considering how many injuries they had. But, they, but in the first half when the injuries happened, they couldn't overcome it because they didn't have – the other guys weren't ready to all of a sudden be – you know, you lose, you lose starting caliber, pro bowl caliber players. Guess what? I don't care who you are. The backup guys who don't take any reps during the, regular, during the week when they're practicing for the game, they're not going to be in sync. Deshaun Jackson, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, was in sync. Zach Ertz is always in sync. And Ertz had to step up last night because there was really not that many other options. The running backs couldn't run. The offensive line couldn't block. And yet still, it's a four-point game at the end. So that's a loss. I don't think if you look at the schedule beforehand and you're writing down wins and losses that a lot of people said, oh, that's a definite win for the Eagles. It's not. And they lost. Get over it. You know what the bigger problem now is if you're an Eagle fan? they got to play two games in 11 days. they got to get ready for the Detroit Lions on Sunday here, and then four days later, they got to go to Green Bay and play the Packers, who are off to a 2-0 start. So that's what you do. You don't sit here and cry all week. But when you have talk radio shows and television networks and television stations that have to fill now the rest of the week whining and complaining about what the Eagles did in Atlanta on Sunday night, you got to fill time. That's how it works. I've done this a long time. That's exactly what's going to happen. What else are you going to talk about? The Phillies in this town? You're going to talk about the <laughs> Phillies who, who are all but, I mean, they are, you talk about dead. They are completely dead. D-O-N-E done. D-O-N-E finished. The Phillies aren't making the playoffs. So now you're going to have to spend more time watching preseason hockey games and, of course, watching football. And that's why Mr. Monday Night will be out tonight to give you fresh football, to give you Mr. Monday Night Action over at the Landmark Americano tonight, Robin, 6 to 8 p.m. We'll do it live. John McMullen will be there, football insider. Si, senor. You know who else is going to be there? Who else is going to be there? That guy who used to play at Temple, used to play in the National Colin Football League. Colin Thompson. That would be NFL free agent Colin Thompson. We'll have fabulous giveaways, Fabulous prizes, Landmark Americana tonight, 6 to 8. We'll be live on 97.3 ESPN for the two-hour show. And we'll also have the Twitch stream up and running tonight from Landmark. Colin's kind of adorable. I mean, he he knows his stuff, one. I mean, that's the most important part for being on a show. But then he's kind of adorable on top of it. 
well, he's not adorable to me. He's a you know he's a fine looking young man. He's, he's a local a, I mean, guy. And I'm not even talking about his looks. Well, men because don't normally call other guys adorable, Robin. I know. Well, I, I'm saying this because he's a younger kid. He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking guy, but that's not even the point. There's there's something but, about his personality but, that's But I, I don't say adorable. You know who's adorable to me, Robin? <laughs> babies. Little babies. Little puppies are adorable. A grown man is not adorable to me. I don't okay. adore men. For all you ladies out there that are listening. <laughs> adorable. He's adorable. <laughs> To me, it's either you're doable or not doable. Oh, Tony Sheepers. Bruno. How not, ado- not adorable, a doable. A doable. That's what I. <laughs> Joe Quills, Miss Robin the Cougar. I'm pretty, yeah. Yeah, I, I qualify as a cougar Jesus. now. Jesus. I'm not going to give any thoughts on the Flyers today. It's training camp. We can't even figure out what the Eagles are doing, and they've played two games. We can't figure out what the NFL is doing, and we're two weeks into the season with a big Monday night game tonight. Up at the Meadowlands, where the Giants and the Jets may combine to not win a game all season long, and the Buffalo Bills are now the champions of New York. That's what's great about football. Everybody thinks they know what's going to happen. You know, we knew the Cowboys were going to be good. They were good last year, and they got all the weapons, and their defense is good. Shocker. They beat the Washington Redskins, a team that stinks on ice. So before you start crowning the Dallas Cowboys... Let's play out the season, kids. They're good. Congratulations. They don't. They don't give. Um, they don't give trophies for one sixth. Uh, one sixteenth of the season, or no. one eighth of the season. Now, two you games of sixteen is one eighth. You're at the one eighth pole. You know what happens at the one eighth pole? Absolutely nothing. If you bet at a horse race and they're at the one eighth pole, not even at the quarter pole, uh-huh. and you got your horse. If you start cheering for your horse at the one eighth pole. You don't know anything about horses. Well, you're cheering because you're a degenerate gambler and you don't know anything about horses and you want to win. Well, you can cheer depending on how they come out of the gate. What would you like me to say about the Flyers, uh, Mr. SF Falcon, Steve? What do you want me to say? I don't know what they're going to be. they got a lot of young kids. What do you say about your Detroit Lions who won a game yesterday and are coming into Philly? That's what you should worry about. Don't worry about the Flyers. Jesus. Meanwhile, the Colts, as I mentioned, it was a pretty good day to be on the road yesterday, Robin, except I was home, except over at Toll Man Joe's. Nine teams have won away from home, four home favorites, I mentioned that. Only two home team favorites won the game and covered the number, Green Bay and the Rams. And so if you were traveling yesterday and most of the teams that were on the road were better, Baltimore was at home, they won the game but didn't cover the number against those pesky Arizona Cardinals. A lot of interesting stuff going on in the NFL. And now you got Drew Brees hurt with the Saints, who lose their game yesterday, 20, uh, uh, 27 to 9 against the Rams out in Los Angeles. You got the Bears getting a game winning touchdown to beat the Broncos. Uh, the Chiefs fall behind 10 0 to the Raiders and then lay a beat down. And one thing you can say about the AFC right now, ladies and gentlemen, and one thing I think is very, very perfectly clear. With a Ben Roethlisberger injury, it's about two teams this year in the AFC. And I know it's early, and again, I'm not crowning anybody. The Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. If you were to say, if the season were to end today, who are the two best teams in the AFC? Obviously, the Patriots, who haven't really played anybody, and also the Kansas City Chiefs, who fell behind, and then Patrick Mahomes. 
I'm going to declare Patrick Mahomes the one-quarter poll NFL MVP. How's that? At the one, no, one-eighth poll. One-eighth of the way through the season, my report card has Patrick Mahomes as the AFC MVP and uh, maybe the entire National Football League MVP. You want to start doing that with report cards and daily reports, and every two weeks we come back and reevaluate the teams and the season. That's why football season, especially pro football season, is the most fun time of the year. Because every game matters. You lose a game, especially you're 0-2, your fan base is going crazy. You're 2-0, your fan base is going crazy. You know, look at the 49ers. You want to talk about team nobody's talking about. 49ers are just looking phenomenal. Go on the road back-to-back weeks and lay beatdowns on on their opponents. So 49er fans have to be excited. Cowboy fans, I mentioned the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Patriots, the normal cast of characters. Bears won a, a close game yesterday, but that was a that was a shit show at the end with the missed uh, two-point conversions and then the field goals and then everything else, and then the Bears finally get a kicker who can make an unbelievable catch. Pinero for the dinero. That was a great call by the Bears team yesterday. So a lot of good football stuff. Got all kinds of numbers for you today because it's all about the numbers, Robin, on this program. It's all about the phone calls, too. Open lines at 215-462-8669. 215-462-8669. That's the latest. Meanwhile, we got a lot of other stuff to get to also. So... How bad are things in Washington and our nation's capital? I'm going to talk about the White House and Congress. That's bad enough. How about the Washington Redskins, Robin? I saw the TV ratings. Yeah. How bad? Now, the Washington Redskins were playing the Dallas Cowboys, one of the biggest Boom, rivalries. Shakalaka. Exactly. One of the biggest rivalries in sports. It doesn't matter one, when one team stinks or the other team stinks or both teams stink. You live in Washington, D.C., you're going to watch Cowboys Redskins, you would think, right? Wrong. The Washington Redskin fan base now has pretty much given up on this team. The television ratings in the Washington, D.C. area were lower. You've got to listen to this. There are fewer people watching Skins Cowboys in local Washington, D.C. television, according to the ratings, than there were people watching the Cincinnati Bengals get absolutely crushed by Seattle in the Cincinnati TV market. You know where else they were lower? There were more people watching the Ravens and Cardinals play in Phoenix, Arizona than were watching the Cowboys and Skins play in Washington, D.C. What does that tell you about fan interest when even the local fans who always get lathered up for any time the Dallas Cowboys come to town, I don't care what team you are, the fan base gets excited. People want to watch that game on TV, yet people in Washington are turning their backs on the Washington Redskins. Beautiful. And the Raiders, Joe Quills points it out. You know they are sponsored by Allegiant Air, the new stadium that's being built in Las Vegas, Robin? Yes, yes. Did you see Mark Davis, the owner of the team? No. Was fa- flying in coach on an Allegiant Airline flight? No. Yes, he was. <laughs> Pictures of Mark Davis flying coach. Do they even have first class? I don't know, but he wasn't in. uh, He was sitting in in an aisle seat. You got to at least sit in a window seat. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's go to the phones. Let's go to a man who's angry about everything, whether it's the New York Mets 
whether it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. He jumps on more bandwagons than uh, somebody at the Mummers Parade. He is Leslie in New Jersey. Who I, I gotta? I hate to rip you, man, but you have a, you're, you turn your allegiances faster than Cowboy fans when they lose, man. <laughs> you, you turn. You have more allegiances than LeBron James fans when he switches teams when he goes from Cleveland to Miami back to Cleveland to the Lakers. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you one thing, man. You know. You know what? One thing I like about this country, you could be so stupid, you could be, be worse at your job or your vocation, and you could still make $84 million like Kirk Cousins. I can't watch him anymore. He is brutal. He, no, he's not. Yes, he is. He's nobody, hood, nobody handed the ball off better than Kirk Cousins in week one. He knew he didn't have to throw the ball, so he handed it off 100 times and threw it only 10 times. Unfortunately, yesterday, that didn't work. Yeah, well, and, and that's the, Tony, and that's the point. When you play a team like the Packers, or when you team, play a team like, let's say, the Chiefs, or any elite team, you can't get by being a game-managing quarterback. You've got to make plays, and you've you, you got to make plays when you're coming from behind, too. It's, it's one thing to do this against Atlanta. When you're playing a team like the Packers at Lambeau, that's just not going to work. But they're, it's a rivalry game, man. The Minnesota Vikings look good in game one, and they go into Green Bay, and the Packers, who had a week to prepare after the Thursday night mm-hmm. shit show where it was a 10-3 to game, they played well. They came out. They, they, I mean, they had to hang on the Packers, by the way, at the end. Packers yeah. looked like they were going to blow them out, and it was 21-0 in that game. So you got to give the Vikings credit. Yeah. Packers came out much better prepared, and the Vikings came back late, but it wasn't enough. I, I thought the Vikings were going to win that game. I really did. But then Kirk goes, I don't know what the hell was he thinking, throwing that interception. I mean, he had no chance of throwing, so he, he should have done three things. Either run the football, find the running back, or throw the ball away. Is that that hard? No, it's not. By, by the way, what happened near Eli? Now, of course, today, up in New York, they're talking about, well, you know, people are already clamoring. Time to sit Eli. Is it over for Eli? And now the coach up there, Pat Shermer, is not making any commitments. But that's a bigger story for you. Forget about the Washington Redskins and Kirk Cousins. You're not even a Redskin fan. What the hell's happening in New York, in the New York metropolitan market, with the Giants and the J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 who are going to go out there tonight and play against the Cleveland Browns (laughs) and are big dogs at home? Yeah, I I can't wait for Islanders. How are you a Vikings fan? How are you? How are you a Washington Redskins fan? I'm not a Washington Redskins fan. I'm a Vikings fan. I, I don't root for the Washington Redskins. But you know, who told you this? Well, you're talking about Kirk Cousins, and you're talking about the Viking. When did you, when did you become a Viking fan? Oh, years ago, a long time ago, since since I was in high school. Dude, I I had a friend who was a Vikings fan, and I love him, and I grew up with him, so I I, I just grew attached to him, and then I. All right, I'm just I'm just busting your chops, man, because I know you like to go on Twitter and bust chops and have a good time. Now, mononucleosis. <laughs> you can't make this up if you're the New York Jets. That's the way it goes. That's life as a New York Jet. You know, you wait for the other shoe to drop. Sometimes these things are meant to happen for teams like the Jets and the Vikings, Tony. These are the things that happen. You see stuff like this. You see all 
all the nonsense. I mean, I mean, this is life for the New York Jets. I mean, if Sam Donald was playing for any other team, Tony, this would never happen. You know it, and I know it. This is what the New York Jets are. Bad things always happen. There's, there's certain, certain teams that are cursed. They are cursed. By the way, I loved your tweet a couple of minutes ago before you came on. Who's more overpaid? Ask the question again. This is a question I think a lot of people can agree with. Yeah. It's not a question you agree. This is a good one that you put up for discussion. Thank well, you, Tony. Now, who is it? Who's more overpaid? Uh, Kirk Cousins. Because Skip Bayless. No, no, you wrote, who is more overpaid, Skip Bayless or Kirk Cousins? Now, see, that's a really interesting question that Thank a lot you. of people will debate. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> to me, it's Kirk Cousins. At least Skip Bayless, you know, you could, you have the option of tape, not watching him, turning him off, not paying attention. You could do all that. But uh, with Kirk Cousins, you're stuck with watching him, whether you like him or not. I mean, you're going to watch him, and he's gonna—he's not going to lose his job anytime soon because he's the only quarterback the Vikings got. So we're stuck with him. I mean, we're going to deal with it. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the man, the myth, the man they call Mongo, Leslie. Good to talk to you, man. Thank Thanks you for checking I'll in. I'll talk to you next week. Be there well, he is. That's a good that's, – that's quality sports talk radio discussion. More allegiances than LeBron James – more partners than the Kardashians or the Jersey Shore Skifosos. And every week in baseball, he roots for another team. Like the Pirates one week. And the, I know he roots for the Minnesota Twins. He's a, I wouldn't say he's a confused fellow. <sighs> Skip's making like $5 million a year, but who's counting? God bless. Listen, I don't care how much people make. I don't look, look at salaries and say... You know, how's that guy? You know why these people make that much money? <clears throat> I'll ask that question again, Robin. Why do people get paid what they get paid? It's because, a simple question. Because somebody will pay it. Because somebody decided to pay what they were asking. Yep. That's how it works. That's how it works. If Skip Bayless says, hey, I want $5 million a year from Fox, and they say, get the hell out of here, you loser. And get then- out of my face with that crazy stuff. But they say we need you, Skip, because we have to. We're in the ratings battle with all the other morning shows where guys are yelling at each other in boxes on TV. So they pay him. It's called leverage. Yep. You got leverage. Your boss is going to pay you. You don't have leverage. You va fanable. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't make Skip Bayless money. If I was making Skip Bayless money, I'd be retired by now. We'd be on an island sipping... Uh, Not Mai Tais. Everybody uses Mai Tais. Painkillers. But, but nobody ever... You remember when I'd be sipping Mai Tais? Who the hell drinks Mai Tais? There's a lot of people, but they're usually like um, uh, ladies in moo-moos on cruise ships. They, they still drink? Mai you don't even know what's in a Mai Tai? Seriously. There's a what, lot of shit in a Mai what's Tai. What's in a Mai Tai? Seriously. Lots of rum. Well, rum's great. Drum drinks. Especially when... You, the one thing about... I don't drink rum anytime except... When I'm traveling no, no and I'm claw. on a beach. There's, there's no white There's no white claw in Mai Tai. <laughs> a Mai Tai, if I recall my bartending days correctly, it's uh, you think, two different... You think AOC knows how to make a Mai Tai if you were to ask her right now to make you one? Well, she's a better bartender than she's a... Wow. Whatever she is. No, I don't know what she is, but that's just a bartender um, joke, right? So it, I think there's two different types of rum, and then there is like a... Robin, a that's bad punch. Mai Tai knowledge. There, it's it's a, it's it's kind of like a punch and rum. 
is it one is it one of those drinks where they make in a pitcher and you keep pouring them, or yes. is it something that has to be individually shaken and not stirred? Well, you can make it, but it's easier to make it in a pitcher first. <laughs> now they have the white, white claw flavored Mai Tai, Kool Aid. How about a Mai Tai fizz? But seriously, right? Because whenever you hear somebody says, "I'm gonna if I hit the lottery, I'm gonna be drinking Mai Tais no. on such and such a beach." See, I would what do say they say pina now? coladas. But preferably painkillers is pain what I'd be drinking. Painkillers is what be yes. Exactly right. <laughs> mai Tai. Here's the Mai Tai. All right, we have a Mai Tai. Let's go to our let's go to our our uh, what do you call a mixologist desk? Yes, here and we a go. woman is often mixed up. Miss Robin with your <laughs> breaking. It's uh, the Mai Tai is white rum, dark rum, orange curacao. Orange curacao? I French. thought it was only blue curacao. No, orange curacao. I didn't know they it's made like it. It's like an orange liqueur. Sweet, yeah, I know what sweet, it is. I've just never seen it or it's tasted it. It's sweet as shit. And, um, uh, what else? Uh, so white lime, rum, just... dark rum, orange curacao. What else? And it says orgiat syrup, which is like an orange pomegranate type syrup, I think. Who the hell has this stuff in a I bar? Know. Nobody, why, they don't even carry this stuff in normally, bars. Normally, as a bartender, you don't carry that crap because it's expensive. So and nobody put, orders it, too. So you put, you put orange juice and um, uh, what's that pink shit that you put in stuff? Uh, the pink shit that you put in stuff? <laughs> what is that stuff? Pink Come on. I don't put pink anything in anything. It goes in Shirley Temples. It's the cherry juice. The grenadine. Grenadine. Thank you. It's not pink. Grenadine is. Uh... Yeah, because you well, you pour a lot and it becomes a little bit darker. But it's normally pink shit. Clarky's Bob, but uh, Clark Clark Bob said, "I win the lottery. I'm drinking first growth Bordeaux and Super Tuscans." You're damn right, man. Not pink slime either. You're not doing that. So there's your uh, my tie update for the day. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to a man who was probably screaming. Wow. Whoa. What the hell? A man who was What's probably screaming on? at his TV and probably resorted to going to Twitter and calling for Nelson Aguilar to be deported or uh, dropped off in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean somewhere because that's how dumb fan. I'm not calling you a dumb fan, but that's how dumb people react after losing a game. I had, how about this? I had my buddies react. They want to fire Jim Schwartz already. It's already week two. How about that? It's already on video. My I gotta, you know what? That. You know what Jim Schwartz did well last night? He finally adjusted, realizing that his defensive line was not getting any pressure on anybody. And so he said, let's send more guys. And when he sent more guys, it started working because they were getting sacks. They were getting interceptions. But, the, you know, the one time, I thought that was a good call, too. It was a good call on the blitz, except, as many people have said, they showed it too early. They showed you have to, you have to get, you got to get yourself into the, you got to move around and then get set in the position for the blitz. The Eagles set up way too early. Matt Ryan saw it and he audibled out. You, you could see. You look at the close-up. He's like, okay, let's change the play, and they because they ran that play last year, so it's not a play that they didn't know anything about. The problem with the call was Jim Schwartz called it. It was a good call. Unfortunately. The Eagles showed the blitz way too early, and they read it, audibled out of it, and made the play. By the way, there was a block in the back. There was a block in the back on that play that was not called. Did you see it? I, I did see that. It's all over Twitter right now, and I don't. I, what is me? I don't want to be one of those Twitter referee guys that you missed a call. 
I'm going to say this. As Bill Belichick said, as we're on to Cincinnati, we're on to Detroit. Let's go get up. Let's go focus on the Lions right now. No, they got to focus. They got to focus on two games. They've got to focus on Detroit Sunday and then going on a short week to Green Bay. So that's the biggest problem. Now, there's nothing you can do about last night's game. My observation about the, the illegal block is it was an illegal block, but the, the block that was laid out by the offensive linemen, I mean, they, they just absolutely devastated the Eagles' secondary last night. I mean, Matt Ryan, yeah, they, he had a couple of touchdown balls that should have been caught that he overthrew a little bit. I mean, he, was, he knew he could beat the Eagles deep. He had three of them. One of them was caught by Calvin Ridley, who had a great game. And then Julio Jones had a good game, and he made the big play on what turned out to be the winning touchdown. So you got, guy, you got yeah, a guy who can make big play. He had his big play weapons. That's the thing, too. He had Julio Jones, and he had Calvin Ridley. And those two guys came up big, and they made the catches when they had to. And that um, their tackle that came back right back into the game right when he was out like the second quarter, he came back in. I was surprised about yeah, that. Yeah, Gary. No, that, that was incredible. you got to give the Atlanta Falcons credit. See, just because they look horrible in week – I'm not saying you. I'm talking about in general. Everybody saw the Falcons get run over by the Vikings in week one, and they think, oh, the same thing's going to happen to them in week two. That's why, there's, that's why there's coaching adjustments. That's why the defensive coaching situation in Atlanta has been in flux for years. You know, look how many defensive coordinators they've been through. And all of a sudden, Dan Quinn decides, I'm going to call the defenses. Did a horrible job in week one. These guys actually got jacked up for the Eagles in game two, and they played well. Their defense played well, and their offense played well. And the Eagles really didn't play well on offense or defense until it became crunch time in the second half, and they had to try a desperation comeback. Yeah. Um, let's talk. I'm going to say this. I'm actually somewhat excited for the Steelers to start off with the Mason Rudolph there. I think this kid's got something, personally. I, I was watching the game. Though he threw an interception against Seattle, he looked good throwing it to Vance McDonald and Juju Smith-Schuster. I just think they need to run the ball. I just personally see it. I think they're going to get six wins out of this year, the Steelers. I think it'll be an interesting team to watch, personally. Yeah, but if you're a Steeler fan and you're thinking one more run, maybe, out of Big Ben, you know, I mean, the guy's been there forever. You're, you're now thinking yeah. it's over for Big Ben. And so is Mason Rudolph the answer? I don't know. We'll find out. Are they going to go out and bring in somebody? A lot of people are saying Landry Jones, but, you know, he signed with the XFL. So Landry Jones. People are saying Colin Kaepernick, which I don't think it's Well, you got to always throw Colin Kaepernick in the mix. And then you put the yeah. pressure on the Steelers to be the next organization that says, no, you know, we really don't want Colin Kaepernick here. I mean, we already went through Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and now we're losing our quarterback. Let's bring Colin Kaepernick to save the bet. You know what? Why don't they bring in Colin Kaepernick? Landry Jones. You know, Landry Jones, I'm sure he has a clause in his XFL contract that if he wanted to go back to the NFL, he could go back to the Steelers. You know, there's other names out there. Brian Hoyer, Osweiler, Tom Savage. So there's a lot of guys that they can go after. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, his career may be over. And that era yeah. was a pretty damn great era for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The last person who got the big elbow injury was Jake DeLome, and he got Tommy John. I think it's looking like people are saying, like, Ed Warder, I saw, was talking about like, maybe Tommy John, and he talked to Jake DeLome earlier about the injury that Ben Roethlisberger had. So, oh, yeah, every all doctors that I've seen on Twitter, the doctors say, if it's Tommy John, there's no way he's coming back from this, based on his age and the recovery time and what, it ha- what you have to go through. You know, pitchers come back from it, but it's usually a year. So another year for Ben Roethlisberger trying to get a recovery. If it's something less than Tommy John, they're saying he may be able to come back later in the year, but we don't know yet. We don't know until the doctors operate and figure it out. Right now it's all a guessing game, and people are throwing names out there. 
And that's what happens in football until you make a decision. But they knew right away something was wrong, and they got the MRI. Meanwhile, Doug Peterson, when he came out at noon, you know, people are ripping him because he didn't give the updated injury report. He mentioned that he got in at 4 a.m. Remember, they're in Atlanta. They're right. doing all the stuff, packing up. Get back home at 4 a.m., watch the tape, and then get up and go up at noon. Now, people are saying they don't believe Doug Peterson when he said he doesn't know what's going on. He did say, though, which I thought was very unusual, when they asked him about Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, and Dallas Goddard, could they have played in the conditions that they were in? Were the injuries so bad that they couldn't go in? And he said, if it was up to winning the game, I don't want to misquote him. Basically, he said they could have if push came to shove, but he didn't want to risk it. So, listen, I don't have a problem with that because I don't want Deshaun Jackson's groin to become even worse if you're putting him in a game just trying to win it and then lose him for a couple of weeks. If it's not that bad and he can come back and play against Detroit and Green Bay, I'll take that. The fact is they didn't play play a good game. But when you have guys out, and Dallas Goddard was a big loss because he's a great blocking tight end. He's not Zach Ertz when it comes to catching the football, but he certainly is a blocking guy, and they needed something to help their offensive line get some sort of running game going. They had no running game. And when you can't run the ball, I don't care who you are, you can't run the football. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons didn't really run the football that well either, but they made up for it in the passing game, especially on the deep balls that Matt Ryan was throwing. True. Um, I got one question. Do you see if, if the Eagles come out 2-2 two and two out the gate with the short Monday night of going playing Detroit, having the Lions from Sunday, and going to Green Bay Thursday, would 2-2 two and two be the best option for the Eagles, or are they going to try to go for 3-1, and one, you see? They try to win every game. I mean, they should beat Detroit at home. You know, Detroit, give them credit. They had a great game yesterday. They found a way to win a game. But the Eagles are better than the Detroit Lions. I mean, let's be honest. Absolutely. Man for man, they're a better football team. That's not a knock on Detroit or the Lions or their quarterback or the receivers or their running game. You're at home. The Eagles are a good home team. They have to work on one thing first more than anything else, and Doug Peterson even took the heat for that. He's got he's to come up with a better game plan to start the first 15 scripted plays because they're the worst team in football in the first quarter when it comes to not looking like they have any clue what they're doing for the first two games of this season and all of last year where they couldn't score in the first quarter. I mean, it's unbelievable that you can have the weapons that you have and every single game put up a put up a zero in the first quarter. Yes, Robin. Uh, Mike Tomlin has released a statement on Beth Ro- Ben Roethlisberger saying that the MRI on his right elbow Sunday evening, it was determined that surgery will be required and he's expected – this is he's been placed on the reserved injury list and is out for the season. Yes, he said that earlier. Yeah. But now the, the speculation is we know what, it, what the injury is. We don't know whether it's going to be Tommy John's surgery, which will be required. Ben, Roth, I mean, Mike Tomlin said that earlier today. He said MRI, it's torn. They got to figure out what to do. He's not going to come back. Then I'm seeing different doctors, different doctors saying, well, if it's not Tommy John, he might be able to come back. But if it is Tommy John, he's done, not just for the year, maybe for his career because of his age and obviously all the, all the work you have to do to come back from that situation. So I know what Mike Tomlin said this morning. There's no new news from that. They're going to do a surgery, and that's the bottom line. As far as the mm-hmm. Eagles, you know, the Eagles situation is we don't know how, how well – Although I saw Tim McManus, the Eagles beat reporter here in Philly for ESPN, right. said that he saw Deshaun Jackson this morning over in the, in the locker room, and he was walking around okay, and he asked him how he feels. He says he feels okay. So 
That's another question. If he feels okay, but see, the coach has to make the decision. You think you don't think you don't think Doug Peterson wanted to have Deshaun Jackson in a game where he could have you know, he could have Carson Wentz throw one bomb and get a score? Of course he did. You don't want to take a guy out of the game who's your main weapon, who's on the same page with your quarterback from Jump Street. So I think it was just precaution. You know, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't know how bad he's hurt. To me, I, I'd rather have a guy sit back when you worry about a groin injury, especially a guy who's a fast runner, which is what the joint. You worry about it. Uh, you know, nobody was worried about his thumb, his his finger injury, because he could still catch nope. the ball. When you're talking about a groin, you want your your best wide receiver, your speed demon, to pull up and get his have a mild groin injury get worse. Because you're trying to get one long bomb touchdown, they took him out. He actually was in there for 17 snaps. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that. No, 11 that snaps. I'm sorry. He took 11 snaps before he went down. Alshon Jeffrey had six snaps before he left the game with his uh, injury. So, you know, that's that's a coach's decision. I think I think Doug Peterson and he admitted it. He had a bad game plan and his scripted plays when he gets ready to start a game have not worked for the last one season plus two games. That's that's the biggest yeah. problem to me. You got to get out of the gate. You can't you can't keep going a whole half and looking lethargic and then say that's okay, we'll flip the switch like the Lakers used to in the playoffs when Phil Jackson was there and just rolled the ball out to Kobe and Shaq and the guys. You got to be ready to play the whole game. And, I, and the Eagles the first two weeks have not looked good in the first half. They have not looked good at all. Yeah, they need to stop doing this, these methodical on uh, drives. They need to get down and make score some points. Go as you like to say, go vertical. Exactly <laughs> I feel like right. You'll need to do that a little more. The vertical. So. All right, did man. You, did you, you, you weren't down here. You weren't down. Where did you watch? You were up in Connecticut watching that game, right? I was supposed to go out with people. Then I got a phone call about something, and I was told, "Don't come." Because someone was going to be there, and he wanted to fight me. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, I would have. That, w- that would have been more fun, probably. Did you say come well, at me, bro? You got to say come at me, bro. Weird. I've said that so many times. He says, "Why don't you do it?" I'm like, "I'm right here. Come and do it." He's too scared to do it. So, well, if you do, if you do, if you do fight this guy, I want it on video because then you could be viral and maybe make some extra money, and that's what people want to see. Just like those baseball, just like those baseball fans. Did you see that video over the weekend? Indians fans. I saw typical Cleveland fan. Don't know anything about fighting in the stands. You know, and that's what bothers me because it's always, oh, Philly fans, it happens everywhere. Morons in baseball games. Morons at the, at the uh, at, at, what was the game, uh, the football game with the Carolina. They were all fighting in the, in the corridors. Girls, white girl wasted. Well, white girl wasted is. Girls, girls, white Sox fans and Cubs fans fighting on a Saturday night. Don't forget about that one. That was great entertainment. I just realized, Tony, that we could actually combine two different things into one. Instead of white girl wasted, it can be white claw wasted. Yeah, but they're not drinking white claw. They're drinking like Natty Ice. They're drinking like PBRs. They're drinking like Sterno. He was was bringing Natty Ice to the bar, and he's also a Cowboy (laughs) fan, too. So that would have been really great for the Eagles Twitter, right? (laughs) That's that's the problem. All these sanctimonious younger guys, you know, we're we're not like the fans who used to go to the seven hundred level. No, because the younger generation is much more refined. They're much more erudite than the blue collar dopes from the sixties and seventies and eighties who would go up and get wasted. You know what? Wasted dumbass fans, it doesn't matter which generation they're from. Whether it was their grandparents who were drunks, 
whether it was their, their, children, their, their parents who were bums. And again, bums means go to a game and have to get drunk and, and lathered up to go watch a sporting event. That's what I'm talking yep. about. But so, don't, oh, yeah. so spare me the phony, you know, us millennials, man, we're responsible. We care about the earth. We care about the environment. Lies. We care about Lies. we care about Lies. our fellow our fellow fans coming to a, an an inviting environment in our tailgate. Our tailgate is 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 top notch. Your tailgate is a bunch of low life blue collar scum dogs. Don't you come into our you you come into our tailgate and ruin our reputation as the finest meats and cheeses being served in a parking lot where people are puking right next to that spread. But you got class. Like two Borg poured in a glass, you got class. Give me a break with that crap. How do you oh, really I feel, Tony? My tailgate. All I'll say is, Tony, you're invited to my tailgate any time we play all the chill music. You're damn right, man. Great, Nobody misbehaves. Nobody misbehaves at my tailgate. All right, all right, Trevor, thanks for checking in, man. <laughs> Let's get this back to the Eagles. Let's get it back to the Eagles now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm making my plans for Fist Bowl 2020, says Burton Gus. That's where it's at. Absolutely. We should have a Super Bowl. You know, like American Ninja Warrior, all these shows, who are really the worst fans in all of sports? And just bring in, like, the worst Eagle fans, the worst Cleveland fans, the worst Oakland, L.A., you name the city. We should have a Battle of the Network Losers. Remember the Battle of the Network Stars and all those competitions? Battle of the Network Bad Fans. But we've got all these different game show competitions, right? Uh-huh. Why not just settle this out there? Just have, like, guys throwing down. And tonight in our quarterfinals, we have Cleveland Brown fans against Philadelphia Eagle fans. That's a Let's great get idea. it on. Let's get ready to fumble. Now, do they really fight, or do they do things like that? Are, that they, the stupid things that they did on TV, like the rolling down the the. Yeah, you can't just have guys throwing hands. Right. First of all, you couldn't. I don't know if you, it would. It would not look good. You can't yeah. have just. Unfortunately, you know, people are willing to do it without being on television because there's always cell phones around. But jumping over seats to fight one another at a stupid baseball game or a football game or in the parking lot or in the in the corridors, you know, it's just. That's alcohol. It's alcohol. It doesn't matter. You could, be, you could be a lawyer, a doctor, an Indian chief. And if you drink too much and you go to a sporting event and you've had too much to drink and, and you can't withhold your kind of pent-up violence and pent-up anger over a stupid sporting event, then you shouldn't go. Sit at home, get drunk, and pass out on your couch. That's all I'm saying. You want to go out and get so wasted that you can't enjoy a game and it has to boil down to fighting among your own fans. This isn't about the rivals. I like know. back in the day, it used to be, you know, you come into our house, you get your behind whoop. Now it's fans fighting fans of the same teams. Jesus. <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. It is stupid. It's stupid to me, too. Meanwhile... We need to change. We need to change the, the way of thinking, and and so instead of people just videotaping the stupid stuff and going, that's yeah, never going to change, Robin. No, no, no. Why do you think I, 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 Apple came out with a new three zoom camera? No, no, no. You still videotape it, but rather than glorifying it, 
you tell them how to and shame them. Shame. 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 They have no shame, Robin. But that's shame. what we need to do instead of glorifying it and laughing but, and but, thinking no, it's so but funny. Do you think these people, when they get into these fights, are staging it? They're, these are people who are so drunk and so stupid. They, they don't think that somebody's going to be taping it. That's not the first thing in their mind. Now, you can tell some things on the Internet are staged, you know, because people want to make it go viral. Yeah. You can tell it's fake. Unfortunately, most of this stuff with fan misbehaving is not faked. The fact that everybody has a cell phone camera, and I'm waiting for the first person with a new iPhone oh, 11, whatever yeah. the hell it is, with the three different lenses. It looks so like, you can get, it you looks can get like it really the eyeball close. of one of those spiders. Yes. Those and the then you could get, and it also has the night. I saw the commercial with the uh, the big Afghan. Did you see that last night? Yes, with the. They have an Afghan Actually, the, and, the, and the and dog's it, hair kind of looks. Yeah, like it looks mine. like Robin's <laughs> hair today. She's like the Afghan <laughs> in the new Apple commercial for the iPhone 11 11 Z, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, listen, I got an idea. You just bought an iPhone last year. How about buying a camera with the next seven hundred dollars that you're, you have? You're eating popcorn, Tony. Well, I always have my popcorn ready. Oh, that's I like that one. Get your popcorn ready, yo. Um, I was th- didn't I say that last night? So you see this beautiful Afghan. They turn it and put it in a wind tunnel. Yeah. And they have the fan on. And then they bring out the iPhone 11 with the three because, little cameras. Well, you know, it's not just the three cameras. Apparently, it has a, a night mode. Pet, no, a pet portrait mode. But I saw the one cameras for regular. Uh, then it's for close-ups. Oh, and yeah. then it's wide angle. Come and then on. it's POV. So if you're making a home porn, <laughs> can you use all three cameras at the same time? If I'm paying $700 for a phone because of that. its camera, I would probably go to a psychiatrist to have my head examined. I, I got this. How about buying a camera for $700 instead of just buying a new phone every six months for $700 because they got a new camera app on it? That's just me. You can do whatever the hell you want with your money. Let's see how much the, the iPhone... Uh, 11, what is it? That's like 700 bucks minimum. Oh, it has to be more than that. That's if you have a 72 that's if you get a 72 year payment plan where you can pay for the phone at $20 a month. It's like buying a car now when you buy a phone. You got to pay $20 a month for the next 10 years Let's to pay see off the damn what the phone. the iPhone 11 <laughs> uh, with no trade-in. Nine. Let's see. The iPhone 11 no trade-in $999. No tax, without tax. Nine ninety nine. But you have to iPhone... sign like a lifelong contract with one of the. No, no, the... no. This is just a. This is just directly from Apple. And then if you want the iPhone 11 Pro Max, it's a thousand ninety nine. Without then, there's tax included, Robin. Now, if you want the one for the five hundred and twelve gigabyte, then you're going to be spending thirteen forty nine. Wow. I mean, what's that? I mean, what's that to the average person who makes $15 an hour? You get, you get yourself a new iPhone every six months. You go out and get yourself the latest Nikes. You go out and get yourself some tats and some brandings. You go out and spend a lot of money on things that you really, really, really don't need but want. That makes a lot of sense. And then you cry that you're poor and you don't have any money and you can't go out. Yeah, but at least you got a phone. You got your new Nikes and... You got uh, whatever the hell else you buy that isn't really important in life. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Now, is Bernie, did Bernie Sanders just say he's going to give everybody a free iPhone 11s? No. Why not? I'll vote for him if he does that. <laughs> even, though I'm a, even though I'm an Android guy, Robin. 
You know, we have Macs. We have Mac. We have Mac desktops. <laughs> even though there's no touchscreen on a Mac, you know that. Here it is. I'm trying to touch my Mac, my Pro, and it's not working. Usually, when I touch a Pro, the Pro does have whatever I ask when yeah. I'm paying a lot of money for it. <laughs> Hello. There it is. I just got the. It's called House Broke. It's right. Senior twenty deep. Thank you for joining, and I want to thank all of those who have been giving bits and bits and bits and bits um, over the last couple of days uh, to tip, put stuff in our tip jar. It is cheering us on, and we so, so, so appreciate you guys supporting the show in any way possible, whether it's giving bits, subscribing to the show, showing your love. Show your love. Show uh, your love. Sharing the show, telling other people to join this fantastic Thing that we are trying to grow here, and also giving us stuff on um, our Amazon wish. We have bo- we boxes. Do the, where's oh my the gosh. boxes, Robin? They're upstairs. Hang on a second. Let Damn me- it, Robin! That's bad show prep. We have two boxes today. Yes, we do on the show. So we will have a oh, what's in the box segment today. Yesterday on my stone cold locks, not a great Sunday, but I still pulled out a late win to go three and two on my five picks. I don't know what I was thinking about the Cincinnati Bengals. They could be the worst defense I've seen in a long, long time. I know Giants fans in New York are complaining about the Giants defense. Right now, is there a worse defense in the National Football League than the Cincinnati Bengals? And I'm not saying it because I picked the Bengals and they got their doors blown off at home. I'm saying this as someone who watches football and saw the worst display of tackling and defensive attempts at tackling in the National Football League. I mean, the Dolphins, you know the Dolphins stink. They told you coming into the season that they weren't good. But the Cincinnati Bengals, new coaching staff, and they go out there and lay an egg like that at home after going to Seattle and playing pretty well, I figured they'd at least show up at home. That was embarrassing. To me, that was the most embarrassing loss of the day. You're Cincinnati Bengals. Brutal. And give the Niners credit. You know, the, the, the uh, San Francisco 49ers put up 500 yards in a game for the first time since 2012. That's seven years ago. So the Niners look really, really good. The Bengals look really, really bad. And we know the Dolphins. The question now is, will the Dolphins beat anybody this year? I mean, anybody. Imagine the Eagles going down and struggling. That's what I was thinking. Eagles go to Miami and struggle against the Dolphins. You want to see this town really go crazy? <laughs> go down go down and not drop at least 30 on the Miami Dolphins. It's unbelievable. Which uh, Miami team is worse? It's a good question. 07 Dolphins or the 2019 Dolphins? 215-462-TONY. I'm looking for a Dolphin fan. Even regular Dolphins have now decided no, not even to congregate around Miami Beach in the surf. Even they've left the oh, area. Oh, yeah. Wow. And the uh, 49ers also go back-to-back on the road for the first time since 1989. So Jimmy G is back. He looks good. The Niners look good. Both sides of the ball. One of the uh, really good uh, starts for when you look around the NFL. Obviously, the Cowboys look good. I mentioned uh, the Patriots to the surprise of no one. But they play in what has to be the worst division in in the NFL. Not only are they the best team, they also play in the worst division. The Jets stink. Give Buffalo credit. At least Buffalo 
is showing some semblance of being a professional franchise this year. The Jets, they stink out loud. And Miami stinks so loud, you're going to need earplugs. That's how loud they stink. It's shameful. It really is. Even, even Sam Hinkie is sitting at home on his, on his bodyboard out there on the Pacific Coast wondering what the hell's going on in Miami. Even he couldn't have masterminded such a complete and utter, utter tank. Let's give it up for Sam Hinkie. And for all my friends out there who have shrines to Sam Hinkie in their, in their mom's basement, light another candle for him. Light another candle. You know what I'm saying, Rob? There you go. And how about my Temple Owls, Robin? As I said last week. Yeah, that's a good question. Is Jimmy Garoppolo still hitting uh, porn stars out there? Or is he go off the porn star diet? Because remember, when he started banging porn stars, right. things went terribly, terribly wrong for Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those porn stars, they, uh, they can have effect on your life. They've been positive in my life. I mean, so I can't complain. <laughs> but you weren't well, banging them on a regular basis. You don't have to bang them. You just just to hang. I hang with porn stars. Don't bang with porn stars. Okay, so hang, not bang. You just hang. Okay. If you can bang, you bang. But if you can hang, you hang. You can quote me on that, Robin. <laughs> Write it down. If you can hang, you hang. If you can bang, you bang. That should be my 2020 campaign uh, slogan. Tony Bruno, shall we do this thing? Let's go to the uh, yeah. Let's get let's open the box, Robin. Let's go to let's open the box. And why would it? Oh, what's in the box? Isn't it mail call time, Robin? Yes, it is. Hold I don't on. know what's going on with my Twitter because I haven't had a message in forty-three minutes, which is humanly impossible. Mail I don't need the mail's here. Come on, Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Oh, what's in the box? Not only do we have one package today from our great listeners, we have two. Dos. Two packages. Dos. Dos equis, por favor. Dos boxes, por favor. Masfina. What is a box in Spanish? That's a good question, Robin. And my Spanish is pretty... I don't even know what it is in Italian. A package. It's a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I don't... The box. Kaya. 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 C-A-J-A. Is it spelled... Kaja. Is it Kaja? Or... Kaja Gugu, of course. Hold on a second. How do you pronounce this shit? Wait a minute, Robin. Hold on. Hold Kaja. On. Kaja or yeah. Kaja? Because sometimes it's silent. You know, Spanish is complicated that way. I love Spanish. Kaja. What is it? Caja. 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 Not caca. Not caca. So of course, it, the, a great Brazilian soccer star. The J is pronounced kind of like that G-H in the back of your throat. Caja. Yes, Caja. Exactly. Not Caja Gugu. The great, what song was their hit, Robin? Caja Gugu? Um, I don't know. That's, that's bad knowledge right Kaja there. Caja Gugu? Caja Gugu. I think it was called Too Shy. Remember that oh, song? Too, too Shy, Shy. shy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do I. I do I. I'm Shy, Shy. I do I. Shy, Shy. I'm trying to find the song. That's my stretch right there. Shy, Shy, Kajagugu. Can you give me a little taste, Robin, for just a second, please? It's always about a little taste for just a second. 
Shy Shy. No, that's not the song. That's not it, Tony. How, no, no, I'm not playing it. I'm asking you to oh, play. You're asking me to I find couldn't it. find it. I thought you found it. <laughs> shy, shy. Hold not on. Shia LaBeouf, of course. He's nuts right Why now. Why don't you start? I'll opening. find. I'll, I'll, no, I'm I trying to it. find I it. it. I got it. I got it. I right, play the damn song, Robin. Hold on, just give me a second, Tony. Jesus. While you're opening up, you not Kaká, which I said is a soccer player from Brazil, or shit, as we like to say. Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. You think it's easy to just pull songs here? We're, we're, we're two people, Dean. You're sitting at home on your couch, masturbating to, to Drew Bree to, uh, to Antonio Brown exactly. a week after you were ripping the guy. Don't give me any of that crap. Exactly, <laughs> Dean. Oh, wait, I can't do it because it's not. Why is Jesus it not going on that computer? Dean. My computer says no internet connection detected. Yeah. Maybe that's the reason why that I haven't had a tweet. Why. I haven't had a tweet in uh, 16 hours on, on, from some people. What's going on with the Internet here? I, that usually happens when we're on the road. We have the highest, finest, fastest Internet available to man, women, and children. How is it our Internet screwed up, Robin? I don't know, Tony Bruno. What the hell's going on? My Internet's good. Why don't you open up one of your... Let's open the box. Oh, open a box. The box? Well, I Where are the damn boxes? Oh, here they are. Can't reach them, Robin. You got to bring them closer if you're going to go up and get them. Cheaps. One is actually not a box. One is actually in a what would you call this? A cardboard envelope or envelope, depending on which tailgate you go to. And it says, "Do not bend." Do not bend. So I'm going to open that right now. Let's see what this is. I need some uh, some opening music right here. What's in the fucking box? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm taking too much time. Let's see what this is. Oh, it's a... Is it a photo? Is it an autographed photo of Carson Wentz I was asking for? Dak Prescott, maybe, looking for a new contract? Wait a minute. Oh, I know what this is. This is the Larry Fitzgerald fathead that I asked. The 7-inch version. Who sent this to me? Larry Fitzgerald fathead, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Joe Quillen. Thank you, Joe. Joe Quills, ladies and gentlemen, has sent me the fathead Larry Fitzgerald mini graphic. Arizona Cardinal official NFL vinyl wall graphics. Seven-incher, baby. You know what they say about them seven-inchers. It's just not enough for some people. It's just not enough. So now i got to put this up on the wall, Robin. Thank you, Joe. I did ask for this, right? Yes, you That's did. a perfect size for the studio, don't you think? Can you uh, peel that off and... Uh, uh, just put it up there. Don't peel it, but I want to have it because he is. Speaking of adorable, you said that you know you can't call a guy adorable. I'm going to call Larry Fitzgerald adorable. He's my man. And how about those Arizona Cardinals covering the number yesterday? Everybody was all over the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens to lay a beat down on your Arizona Cardinals. But no, Kyler Murray getting it done again. Not enough. But at least they're showing signs of life, unlike other franchises in the National. Football League. Now I got a box here. What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? This is from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Maybe it's one of those uh, Cam Newton scarf things to put over my head so I can be just like Cam. Let me open the box here, Robin. Oh, it's a mug. It's a coffee mug. It's a Bruno Nation Live. Twitch coffee mug on one side, and on the other side, 
Look what it says. Give her one of these. It's a picture of Robin. And it says, give her one of these. Give her one of those. Who is that from? Give her one of those mug. Oh, that is awesome. That is uh, sent from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. A Scrapple Joe. Scrapple Joe. Scrapple Joe doesn't live in Charlotte. I believe he's here in the uh, Philadelphia tri-state area. But a black, glossy mug, 15 ounces. Joe, Scrapple Joe, congrats on the show. So he had this personalized mug made. Bruno Nation Live Twitch on one side and, of course, on the other side. (laughs) Give her one of those. (laughs) That is absolute genius, right? That's why we have the greatest listeners and audience in the history of television, internet, terrestrial radio, satellite radio, underground radio, pirate radio. Thanks, Scrapple Joe. That is absolute genius, Scrapple Joe. Give her one. Robin, you like that picture of you? What? It looks like you have uh, orange or pink hair in there. That is from... Where's uh, that picture from? This photograph <laughs> is when we were in um, Arizona for the Super Bowl. That's and a few we years were ago. At the ESPN party. Oh, how do you red, remember that? On the red carpet. How do you remember that? We've been on a lot of red because carpets, Robin. Because that's the only public time I wore that top. Oh, so you remember when you wore? That's is that amazing about women? They remember when they wore a particular top and know that that was the last time five years ago. Because of course she has to go out and buy a new top or a new dress every time we go out. Now put that up close to the camera again because I think this right now, this is a collectible. I believe every home wants one of these right now. Give her one of those. And every Miss Robin fan, we should uh, we should crank those babies up and sell them <laughs> on our store. If we had a store. Does it always have to be me that's being given one of those, though? Well, you get Can most of those. Give her one of those. It's, all, it's always give her one of those. But we get, I give myself one of those. Yeah, I know. But the fun, what makes it funny is when I always when Robin messes up, which is very infrequently, of course. But when she does, Here. what do I normally say, Robin? Give her one of those. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fans know, uh, Tony. Thank you, Scrapple Joe. That is that awesome, is man. Funny. That is absolutely. A... <laughs> Scrapple Joe says he uh, grabbed the picture off of Google Images, Robin. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's that's what that's why I know where it's from because the only Google public image of that. Of me wearing that is from. Uh oh, you need to take the. Don't do that, Tony. You need to take the. You need to take the um. Lighthouse off. Take the lighthouse off, and then you can put the. There you go. That's not the Saint Augustine lighthouse. So now you can put the fat head back up there where the love. There you go, because you do love you some Fitzgerald, and then. And then the mug. A mug. There you go. Give me one of those. Now. Push it back a little bit so it doesn't fall down, Tony. I got it right here, Robin. No, it's gonna. It's still not no, all the way not, on. It's, three, it's 99% on. It's not gonna unless we have an earthquake, which are not very uh, often here in Philadelphia. That baby's gonna stay up. There I would just it. still feel better if you pushed it back just a little all right, bit. There you go. Okay, you happy now? There we go. Jeepers, Jesus. <laughs> so two great uh, open the box uh, prizes today from our great listeners. Let me give them both: Scrapple Joe and Joe Quills. An absolute roaring, roaring round of applause. AJ in San Antonio. 
This would be hysterical. If this is, I, I, I don't think it's one of those types of, but it, AJ in San Antonio says, Tony, when you fill the cup up with hot coffee, damn it, Robin appears. <laughs> That's a good mug. People love coffee mugs. Yes. That's a good one there. That is a good one. Give her one of those. Yeah, very, very well done. Well done, team. Well done. The best fans in the world, got to say. Exactly right. Meanwhile, let's get back to the business now, Robin. Enough with the fun and games and the self-adulation and uh, the adoration from our fans. We'll take more adoration a little bit later on. And we'll take more Adderall later on, too, because we got the doubleheader coming up. Don't forget, 6 to 8 tonight, Eastern Time, leading you up to Monday Night Football, ladies and gentlemen. Can you feel the excitement in the air up at MetLife Stadium, or as they call it now, Met Death Stadium? Now you... Because the, the Jets and the Giants have both met with death in their own building. The Buffalo Bills have more winning, more, more wins in MetLife Stadium than the Giants and Jets have combined. How about that? It is Monday Night Football, Robin. Are you ready for Monday Night Football? I am so ready. No, you're not. Yes, Who's playing tonight, Robin? <laughs> or as they say in North Jersey and many people Joe Quills points out Meth Life Stadium M-E-T-H Meth Life Stadium The Browns Tonight Not Metropolitan Stadium In Bloomington, Minnesota Met Death Stadium in northern New Jersey, in the shadows of the swamps and the toxic waste dump that is Newark, New Jersey, the New York Jets. In stereo, we're available. Unfortunately, they got mono tonight, and they got a bad situation on their hands. Their running back is hurt. Their quarterback is out. They got defensive linemen out. Other than that, everything looks swell for the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Mr. Monday Night will unsheath the pick tonight live. On the, on the pregame show, the kickoff to Countdown Monday Night Edition live over in New Jersey at the beautiful, spectacular landmark Americana from 6 to 8. Be in the house, yo. Come on by. Conveniently located right next to the landmark liquor store, which is attached right to the place. You can't have it more convincing. And then my picks also being posted on the propsnetwork.com. The Props Network. And Tony Bruno teaming up this year. The picks are still free. But you go to the Props Network and you get the selections. Every single, for every single Sunday card, every Monday night game, and every Thursday night game. Correct. And, and if you go to TonyBrunoShow.com and click on locks, or it's also on the front page, just click on the... It'll the automatically button. take you to the picks page on ThePropsNetwork.com. Major props. Major, major, major props. Holler at your boys. And also Kotler VIP Tours, celebrating over 35 years of providing the finest in individual and group arrangements to casino destinations. They had the first uh, Luxor bus trip to Atlantic City, the original casino, Merv Griffin's Resorts International, and now they're licensed in over 15 gambling jurisdictions, both domestic and professionally. How about oh, that? Oh, yeah. That's what I say, baby. That's what I always say. Cheapers. Meanwhile, the line in that game tonight, Cleveland 6.5. 
you have to lay $280 to win $100 on the Cleveland Browns. Is anybody that daring to do that tonight? You're risking 280 on a team that looked absolutely horrific oh, last week. Yeah. A team that had 18 penalties in their home opener at last last Sunday. Wow. That is unbelievable. And the Jets, of course, who blew a 14-0 lead last week in their opener at home to the Buffalo Bills. Something's got to give tonight. I guess the best-case scenario, well, not, not, the, not the best case, is a tie. Oh, this is yeah. a game that should have tie written all over it. A tie for the Jets and the Cleveland Browns at this juncture would be a moral victory for both, both organizations and would be an absolute unmitigated disaster for ESPN and Monday Night Football. Mr. Monday Night will unsheath it tonight. In the meantime, we got to uh, oh yeah, we got to pour one out uh, uh, today. Also, Robin, last Friday, of course, we found about out about the death of Eddie Money. Played a lot of Eddie Money songs, especially on the Friday night show into the night. And then yesterday, we found out and we lost another legend. We talk about him a lot on this show because you know he was with Paulina Poroskova for so many years. In fact, they just broke up. Oh, Rick Ocasek with the Cars. Of course, the Cars, one of the all-time great bands. Correct. Rick Ocasek had his own solo career as well. Together for twenty-eight years, and they just separated in twenty eighteen. I know. We always talk about. I mean, obviously, you know, we talk about people are attractive and beautiful. And obviously, Rick Ocasek, not an attractive man by any count. I mean, I know that not being an attractive man myself. But one of the ongoing lines was about, man, how does Rick Ocasek get Paulina Poroskova? And they were together for 28 years. Yeah. They break up last year, and then yesterday, a call was made to go to his apartment in New York. Report of a man uh, was, was not uh, reacting to anything. And Rick Ocasek passes away at the age of 75. Now, I haven't seen the latest on the cause of death. They didn't, nobody said anything yesterday. I haven't, really... yeah, I haven't read anything yet today. Um, I mean, it could have just been old age. He was 75. 75 is old age, Robin? Well, I mean... 75 is old age? No, it's not. People so, are running for president at 75. That's true. You're right. You're right. This is my favorite song, though, from Rick Ocasek. Joe Quill says it was natural, natural causes. causes. I'm not saying people can't die of natural causes at 75. Natural causes can be a heart attack or something like that, though. Yeah. Natural causes just means no drugs, no murder. It wasn't an accident. And R. Fitz G says they weren't sure if he was 70 or 75. Doesn't matter. He was a great, great performer. Yeah, he was. The car is one of my favorite groups of all time. They had only changed their name to the SUVs and upgraded. Or to the all-terrain vehicles. No, I love the cars. Now Dean's saying, where are they from, Tony, the cars? Because Boston just doesn't get enough credit. But the cars were from Detroit. You got it, Robin? Cars, uh, Detroit. Shout out to all my brothers in the UAW who aren't making cars today because of the strike. Till the sound is gone. 
God, I love Rick O'Casey. What's a Mount Rushmore of Cars song, Robin? Oh. I stopped it because I pulled up the cars. Can you back up the car? We got to load it again for another show tonight. Is this the best car song? Is this on the Mount Rushmore? It's used in everything. Am I right? Because you're just what I needed, yo. And just like Eddie Money, where we were talking about on Friday, Rick Ocasek and the Cars, so many great hits. My Best Friend's Girl, Good Times Roll. I mean, you just keep going and going and going. We would have to play three hours and do an entire Rick Ocasek and the Cars segment and show. I think this is the, they use this in the Staples commercial, don't they? You're just what I needed. Robin, why is my tablet like flashing? Because it doesn't look like it's taking a charge right now. Am I unplugged? I don't mind you hanging out and talking in your 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669 is the number. Talking a lot of football, Rick Ocasek, and all the other important things in the world. Because we had some great action over the weekend in other sports. I mentioned Temple. We had a lot of crazy stuff going on in college football. A lot of great plays. We showed some of the brawls going on. So my, my battery's overheating, Robin? Yeah. It's an outrage. I need to get a new tablet. I've got two of the oldest tablets known to man. I believe I have the very first ever Samsung Galaxy Tab. And then I have the very first iPad. That is so old. You can't even update it. You, you can't even put anything in it, right? I know. I'm, I'm trading you. So you take that one and put it. Put Meanwhile, it so Robin buys a new tablet and a new computer. every. Like, she's like the people who buy iPhones. No. Every six months, she's got to get, oh, this computer doesn't have enough RAM. It doesn't have enough. Uh... Ladies and gentlemen, that is a lie. Actually, no. You know, who has, the only person who has older tablets than me, and Don Juan 720 says it, Moses, I believe, is the only <laughs> You are correct. Is, you let are me give him a right round of applause. The only person with older tablets is Moses. Yeah, no, no, Tony. Uh, Luigi has newer ones than Tony. Um, yes, he does. But he doesn't take care of his stuff. No, Luigi treats everything the same, like shit. Yes. He just, he just throws things around. Doesn't plug them in when they're supposed to be plugged in. <laughs> I know Colin Thompson's uh, high school quarterback, his Temple starting quarterback. I know all my stuff about my Temple University football owls. <laughs> Most. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Hey, Tony, I have some updates. We have an update? I have some updates. Um, I'm that... going to make it a lady's choice right now, Robin. It is Monday after all. We're halfway through the 90, uh, we're 90 minutes into a 180-minute marathon today. And then we're going to jump in the family truckster. Robin will break the cameras down again, load up the car. We're like, we're sort of like Amazon delivery people. We break stuff down, take it away, bring it to the next location, set up, and go again. And I'm not even worn out yet. Many players in the NFL are already worn out. Here we are doing our 
three-week doubleheader shows, actually four times a week. I know. We we are back to working six days a week, kind of like when we were in California and you exactly. were going up for the Raiders games. And I get jacked for this. I'm not complaining about tired at all. You know, how am I doing? No, you just do it. You do it. You do it till you're satisfied. Now, you know Whatever who else it did is. it. Let's go to the Oakland A's. Yes, baseball action over the weekend. Now, many people have stopped watching baseball. There's some teams still interested. Well, the Phillies fans, I don't know if anybody's still left. watching it for the games. But Not a game. And the A's, by the way, are still in the playoff yeah. chase. So at least there's a re- legitimate reason to watch the Oakland A's. And, and uh, for the last couple of years, uh, people had the whole playoff beards going, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where they just kind of grew it out to the whole Al-Qaeda look, which uh, Which I is never- still pretty big right now. The white dudes with the big, long beards now. Yeah, it's like every guy beard. has one. Every man has to have one of those where it's really thick down yeah. here and all the way down. And it kind of goes all over the place. I like them trimmed. I like them. I don't mind that they're long and bushy. I mean, uh, long and, right. and thick. Well, there you go. You don't care if they're long and thick or long and bushy. But, uh, Come um, on, Robin. But I do, I, I do like them trimmed. They need to be trimmed. <laughs> but then we go to the Oakland A's and a certain player who went a little bit beyond trimming. He decided to go do something different. I love this look. You do? Yeah, I love it. Mike Fires of the Oakland A's. I, uh, if you haven't seen this by now, you're not really paying. So the best part is when they showed it on TV, they showed one side of his face, and he's got the long, long sideburn that comes yeah, yeah. down and then it goes underneath to his beard. And on that side, he's got the one side of his... Of his well, uh, showing you. Yeah, you got to show it. It's on the... Because you can't really describe it. It looks like... You have the video of him turning because on one side, it looks like, oh, it's a nice beard he's got going there. And then he turns his face to the other side, and it's completely clean shaven. You know, it's kind of like those comedians that have one side male, one side female. So, like, depending on what they're they're singing or doing, they can do a duet with themselves. Uh This is is definitely two-sided, and I don't... One side is a beard and a mustache. The other side is a goatee. Like cover up your cover up the screen. Yes, no, people have seen it, but put the video up. There's a video of it, Robin. There's a little video of it that everybody's showing, and the TV crew that was doing the game showed him. They had his one side where you can see the sideburn come down, and then it goes underneath his chin, and then goes back and up around the mustache. And the one side where that whole thing is, the part that comes down and makes it a goatee or a Fu Manchu, is shaved off. But then on the other side of his face. It's complete. It's like when people do the half side of a woman and the half side of a man. You know, you've seen that in makeup, but they do yes. a half side of a monster, half that's side of regular I, that's face. That's what I just said. Except mm. it's completely different. It's like, a lot of like that. But speaking of great beards, you know, I was in town so last night, Robin, here and I'm it is. pissed so off. Here, here you can see, see there him turning and turning. And then he turns and is clean on one see? side. So it's the goatee on that side. And then it's the f- beard mustache on the other side. But it, on, from full on front, it looks like he has a cattail wrapping around his face. Now, I can do that, but it would be gray unless I dyed the beard. Right. You know, I should, people have been asking, am I going to go back to dyeing the beard? Burton Gus said it was probably done with a damn Sharpie when he was passed out at a bar. Well, who wasn't? I mean, people do stupid stuff in bars. I don't know about that. But I, I like do, that look, though. I do think that this is better than the whole terrorist Al Qaeda beard look. Yes, so anything's better than Al Qaeda, Robin. Yes. Now, speaking of great beards, you know, it was in town last night, Robin. Right? They were in town last night. 
and we missed him. Because oh, the Eagles were playing. No way. Yeah, ZZ Top. ZZ. She got legs. She knows how to use them, baby. She knows how to use them. I'm going to do that look. I'm going to get this beard and I'm going to have it go all the way down, baby. Now, Play Action Real says he still can't beat Raleigh Fingers. Nah, Raleigh Fingers. Ain't. But that the Raleigh Fingers wasn't a, a gimmick. This was a gimmick that Mike Byers did. Yeah. Nobody, you think he's keeping that look? You think he lost a bet or something? I got to look up the Oakland uh, media to see what they're saying about it. Here, let me, I will look it up. But, but, uh, D. Conrad Vegas says, spot on, Miss Robin. He shaved with a pussycat in his lap. Exactly. <laughs> Robin knows who Raleigh Fingers is. She met him. I did, I did, I did. My, Chris my... SF29 says Deshaun Jackson has legs, but he didn't know how to use them last night, unfortunately. Oh! My grandfather used to wear his mustache very similar to Raleigh Fingers. Yeah, the tips. He had and the wax I, tips. And when I met Raleigh Fingers, it immediately brought me back to my grandpa because the, the smell, that mustache wax, it smells the same. It smelled the same. It had that sort of a an herbal herby scent to it i don't know what you call it but it's very distinctive oh man this is another great how great are these dean how rude what I'm trying to check and see if i know who raleigh fingers is wonder if they still sound good they still spin the guitars around because they had it on a pivot. Remember, yeah. that was one of my favorite things when they would have it. It was the same thing that SNL used for uh, <laughs> Dick in a Box. <laughs> they had a pivot on their Dick in a Box? Yes. Well, they had the pivot on the box. Maybe not the Dick in the Box. What's in the box? Uh, what's in the box? So anyway, that was the, <laughs> the stash update. It's not a porn stash. What, what would you even call that? A pussy stash? No, I would call that a, a gimmick <laughs> stash. It's not even a stash. It's a beard. It's like a half Fu Manchu. It's like a partial Fu Manchu on one side. There's no name for that, Robin. One side of his face is shaved, and the other side of his face is a, a partial Fu Manchu with the long... Uh, the sideburn comes down, and it goes around. Everybody's seen this now. I don't know if there's a name for it. I'm, I'm looking for... Not a flavor ah, saver. Ah, Deadspin is saying that... What is it called? The, um, it's a G. It is the letter G. He was... He was dared to shave his beard into oh, a G shape. G. Um, let's see. Hold see, on I knew there had to be an explanation, Robin. Nobody does. I don't care how drunk you are. You're either going to fight at a football or baseball game, or you're going to do something stupid. So why did he uh, shave his beard into the letter G? Hold on. I'm Is he an old G? Uh, his name's Mike Fire, so I don't know what G means. Well, after afterwards, he was he. Met the media with a clean-shaven face. Oh, he took it all off? He took it all oh, off. Man. During the second inning, apparently, he, took, he shaved it off, but he offered a simple explanation of the beer's short rise and fall. I got hurt, Fire said when he asked what he sha- why he shaved. I, can, I can't continue that. Just had to shave that off one start thing. 
Oh, so he because he's he said that he shaved it off because he while he was wearing it, he got hurt. So being superstitious, he how did he get hurt while he was doing that? Okay, well, first of all, Fire said that the creation of the beard was something fun that he and his teammate came up with, and it was mainly sported to create fun morale in the clubhouse. We were just looking up fun things to do because I was thinking about shaving my beard and starting fresh. But we were thinking about something funny to do, and we create. We were searching on Google for funny beards, and that was one of them that came up. However, the nerve irritation in Fire's arm meant that he had to leave at the second inning, and because he's superstitious. Oh, okay. So then, while he was pitching with the stupid G yes. beard that they Googled to look for stupid beards to do, he got hurt. And then he said, hey, I got hurt doing the stupid beard on Google. Then I went on Google, and then I went on WebMD right. and figured out what the hell was wrong with my thing. And luckily, I'm not Ben Roethlisberger, and I'm not going to miss the rest of the season because the A's look like they're going to go to the postseason. So because, because of the superstition, he said, this is obviously not bringing me good luck, so he shaved it off. Not, it, 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 it accomplished two things. It made him look like a schmuck and it led to his injury. Other than that, it was brilliant, Mike. Listen, I thought that was funny. But now that I know the story, it's exceptionally stupid. And I like tomfoolery and hijinks. That's tomfoolery and hijinks. Baseball's a long season. It gets boring. Nobody goes out to watch the A's, even if they win the division, even if they go to a World Series run. Well, maybe if they went to a World Series run. Now, the next video that I have, it's also sports-related. Tony Bruno. And it is... A uh, little one-year-old boy who loves him some soccer. You got soccer action, yeah? And, and he and his dad are out in the soccer field um, doing – he's kicking around the ball. Mm-hmm. And, boy, does he like – he's actually kicking it pretty well. For and a one-year-old? Yeah. For a one-year-old, he's kicking pretty well until he discovers something that he likes even more. Let's go to the tape. What does he like even more than kicking a soccer <laughs> ball? Damn, these commercials. What does he like? What could a one-year-old like more than a soccer ball? Let me think. I need some thinking music here, Robin, because I don't remember when I was one. I remember when I was four. Well, here we go, Tony. Let's, let's watch <laughs> this. So he's dribbling with his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him go. I mean, he's pretty good. He's not on a full oh, wait, rod. Wait, no. he, he just stops. He's distracted. Ready? He stops right there. Set. Go. <laughs> Where are you going? Boobs! Oh, Boobs. ladies and gentlemen, let's give that young man. So instead of going to kick the ball into the net, two beautiful young, I don't know how beautiful they were, but two supple young co-ed types yes. are running on the field. And the one, I thought you were going to say chocolate or his dad had a bottle or his mom had some candies. No. Or Marshawn Lynch had some Skittles. Mid-kick, he went, Mid-kick, huh? the kid turns around, <laughs> sees two chicks running the other way and proceeds to make a U-turn and follow the babies. About, let's it give that kid brilliant. a roaring round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. That's teaching them young. As the great Brigham Young once said, and I mean, don't care how you bring them. Just Brigham Young. He did not hesitate. He, he there wasn't any any waffle as to what was I going to see hold that his again. attention. I want to see that again. That's a real fine new boy. That's I don't you, you can't teach that. See, I'm sure the dad did not teach that young man. I at don't age think one. so because they were out there obviously to be playing soccer. Yeah, dad wanted to see him. You know, kick one from the from the 19 uh, yard line. 
But uh, from the outside the box, and he was outside. Hey, Dad. Two chi- Let's watch it again. Here's a young man. You know, he's slowly walking the ball up. Nobody putting any pressure oh, on him. Then, the then he Dad? says, stop, Dad. Wait a minute. Ready? Wait a minute. No, no, no. no. Wait. Set. Wait. Go. Wait. Wait. <laughs> oh, there they go. Where are you going? One with shorts Where? and one with spandex. And he starts making a – he doesn't just he, – he, he runs twice as fast as when, he, when he's kicking the soccer ball. Yes. Give that man a full-ride scholarship, baby. <laughs> Follow the bouncing ball is what his dad told him Follow to do. Follow the bouncing boobs. And so the little boy went, I'm following, Dad. I'm wow, following. That is, that's a fine young man right there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If I had a son, well, actually I did. I had two of them. Play Action Reel says, that's how I roll. My son Colin would run right along with that kid. But let's be honest here. You could teach a kid at one, like to swing a golf club. Or to kick a soccer ball, uh-huh. you can't. That's instinctive. That's like saying a dog when you throw a bone, the dog's going to run and go get it. That's a man being a man at age one. I hey, I know that. Seriously, my- I mean, who teaches their kids? Hey, you know that even if a dad like sees a young a hot chick and turns around and says, "Wow," you think a one year old's going to immediately pick up on that and say, "Get a load of the cans on those two. No, you know he's not saying that to a even if he does say it to a one year old. You think a one year old knows what? Cans means? Either, either or, that or the one-year-old was hungry and he's like, hey, there goes my lunch. Oh, or if, you know, or if dad said, great ass. You think a kid would pick up on that at age one? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> that is my new. Kids say the darndest things. Kids watch the darndest things, too. Forget about saying the darndest things. That kid was, that kid was spot on, man. Now, I want that kid on the show. I'm hiring him. He's got a future in this industry or other industries that involve men and women. Now, I showed you this is speaking of kids say the darndest things. Yeah, they're bringing that show back, you know. Are they? Yes. Oh, I love that. Not with Ark Linkletter. He's dead. She's one of the, she's the actress that was, uh, has been in a lot of movies. She's hosting that show, and I can't think of her name now, and I should. Now, Tony, there's just so that we have equal opportunity here. This is a little girl, maybe probably. Oh, so we now got a little girl. Yeah, a little girl. That's equality, Robin. It is equality. We we have a <laughs> diversity here, um, and this little girl, I you have to listen all the way to the end, but it's her last line that just slays me. It just killed this this little. It's just adorable. Yeah, this is awesome. I love kids. Mine are grown, thankfully. Come on. Why does it do this? Okay, here we go. Tiffany Haddish is the host of the new ah. Kids Say the Darndest Things. Okay. Great actress. She's now hosting those things. And then I was giving my phone. Hold on. What you put on? Hold on. We have to go all the way. Start at the beginning. Did you do anything in the bathroom? Now, do we know how old she is, Robin? She look, well, speaking two. like that, she's probably two, a little bit, maybe between, like two, three years old. Mm-hmm. Media could not be played. Why? What is going on back there? Okay, here we go. Nothing? Mm-mm. I was putting some music on, and then I was giving my phone. So you put, what'd you put on? Music on. Oh. Whose was that? It was, it was my music. Oh, it was? Yeah. Did you ask anybody if you could put it on? I asked 
ask myself. <laughs> Did you see how it looked? Yeah. Well, how do you, if you could describe it, how would you describe it? No, like. What? Like a noonie was. Like a noonie has big lips, big and eyes. Her mom's, and, and he, he, he pretended it's hers. So whose lipstick is that? A mine. You bought it? Yeah. Where'd you buy that? My lipstick? Yeah. I buy it from Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> Home Depot, everybody. Home Depot. That's where I go. <laughs> Home Depot, yo. Home Depot. <laughs> uh, I saw Homie the Clown was in there yesterday. That was just uh, a Dallas Cowboy fan here in Philly, unfortunately. God, that kills me. That I is love great. Homie Depot at Homie Depot. <laughs> We have the we have a trailer for kids say the darnest things too. We do. Tiffany Haddish, uh, you know you know who brought it back. The original one was Art Linkletter, way back in the day, and then Bill Cosby brought it back. Did you know that? Yes. In I, 1998 which, to 2000, uh, he's who I remember doing. I remember Art Linkletter because I'm old as AF. Okay, I have the trailer here for Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish, great actress. So many things that she's in. She's in Blackish. She's in every movie that's made now. She's phenomenal. Wasn't she in that uh, the uh, the Hidden Figures movie too? I believe. I think I think you're right. Yeah, she's this great. And this is Tiffany. We ready to start the show? Yep, she ready. Cause kids say the darndest things. Can you spell your name? G I A N N A. Can you spell it backwards? Um, G I A N. in your bowling ball cleaning business. I ask, uh, would you like your balls polished or clean? <laughs> I had that same job at about 22. Oh! oh you not do this. Oh, the case switch? Boy, please. <laughs> I just been school. Do you plan on getting married? Uh, let me live my life first, and then, yeah, maybe I'll clean it again. I have a girlfriend. You think it's me? Oh. Oh, num, 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 num. We just met, and he has not paid any of my bills. I'm expecting a really important phone call from my agent. I need you to pretend you're me. She ready. She ready. She ready. You may have to do some extra things. Like, eat bugs. Be ready. All right. I'll talk to you later. She's totally not ready. Do you have a celebrity you admire? Yes, I do. Who? You. If you forget to blend it in, then, then God will be mad if you forget to blend it in. God will be mad at you if you forget to blend it in? Yeah. They have it. It's going to be on ABC this fall. It's you know that's what's great about kids shows. You can put kids on, and it's always going to be fun. Yeah. You know the thing that uh, Steve Harvey did a couple of years ago. Well, I think he still does it, right? The 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 
talent. Kids have talent. Little, uh, what do they call it? Little big shots. Yeah, little big shots. But those were kids from all over the world. I mean, they were, they were doing like talent competitions, the, the kids all over the world. This is just kids asking, being asked questions, and then they come up with the answers, like that little girl with the lipstick. Not quite that young. And I, but I have to say, I'm going to say this. I know that people are going to go, oh, how could you, how could you say anything good about Cosby? And, but I loved him doing that show. No, he was great. And you know what's interesting? After, after they took him off the air and they banned him, they're still running the Cosby show now reruns. Are they now? Yeah. So, you know, they, oh, we can't show the Cosby. You can't put anything on. And then they put it back on, obviously. Same thing with a lot of these other people. Kevin Spacey. All of his movies have been scrubbed. Nobody sees him. And then, boom, and you turn on back. the TV and there's a Kevin Spacey movie. So people get outraged. And trust me, I'm not defending any of the behavior of any of these no. people. But when time moves on, people say, okay, I'm back. Comedians have been banned and then they've been brought I mean, back. Can't you remove make the person pay the consequences for whatever they've done, whether it's Bill Cosby's sexual assaults or somebody committing murder or whatever, but you can still remove what they did when they're paying the consequences with what their talent was, whether they were singers or actors or whatever. Can't that, can't you still appreciate the talent for what they had? Of course. I mean, of course, but, but then my point is, that when we say this person should never work again and we get all sanctimonious and this person should be thrown out, thrown over a cliff, what happens? Oh, we're never going to see it again. Scrub everything that they've ever done. And then what happens? Time goes on. Cujo knows. No, that's not what I'm saying. See, this is, this is exactly what I'm saying no on. Because he just said, let's all forgive OJ. No, it's not about forgiving them. It's about appreciating the fact that he did have talent on the field. He was funny in the movies that he was in. Um, should he have paid for what he did? Yes. Yes, and he is. And he did. And he is. He's yeah. still in jail. And uh, some people believe that he got off too easy because... The thing that's, the thing that's interesting about OJ, certainly, he's on Twitter now. And so people do the, well, you know, what are you thinking, OJ? Remember, he went to prison... For 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 what uh, 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 compared to what he Should most have, people yeah. believe did right. double murder he got away with that and then the ir- irony is he finally gets arrested and goes to prison for trying to get his own stuff back at right. gunpoint in a hotel room in Las Vegas yeah so he went to jail he was he was involved in a civil suit for the double murders he lost that basically gave everything away and then so he gets out of jail and now he's back on Twitter and guess what. There are people who actually are fo- – he's got like a million followers. I know. I know. So for all these people like, OJ, what a horrible person. How can any – he'll never get another job again. He doesn't have to get another job again. Well, I have to say something, though. I'm, I'm not in hugely on, on, on conspiracy theories, but I did watch – But you the, have a conspiracy theory. But the, I did watch that one episode about OJ Simpson that they did recently where they were trying to figure out who really did it if it wasn't him. And they brought up the idea that it was one of his sons that had had run-ins with the laws and had issues and had all sorts of problems psychologically and drugs. And, and I'm like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. And it also makes sense as to why he would be trying to protect his son and, and shifting the blame, allowing the blame to be shifted to him, but then still fighting for his innocence. Kinda, I don't want to rejudicate conspiracy I'm theories, just saying, Robin. I'm just, uh, you know. Ridiculous. All of this is ridiculous. And we move on. Yes. So we have open lines if you want to jump on in here. 
215-462-TONY. So much to talk about. 215-462-8669 is a number. A lot of talk about the NFL, certainly. That's a big story today. I know baseball still going on. You know, some teams are hanging on for dear life. I don't think the Phillies, I think the Phillies are officially done. We've been up and down with them, up and down, you know, losing the two games to the Red Sox. If that didn't put the final nail in the coffin, I know they're still mathematically alive. But is there anybody out there? This is a question I want to ask. Whether you're a Mets fan or a Philly fan, teams that are on the on the brink, the Cubs are still in it, Milwaukee's still in it. Does the fact that you're still mathematically alive with a couple of uh, dozen, two dozen games left or so, no, it's like 18, 17 games to go, I believe. Do you stop watching baseball when you realize your team is out of it? You say, hey, you know, I, but I still want to watch it for entertainment. Are you entertained after a long, frustrating season of watching a team and then know that they're not going to make it? And you're going to say, well, they still they only have like 15 games left. I'm going to watch anyway. And you can, you can, wow, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just asking a question, asking for your opinion. Regardless of the team, who the team is. Well, when football season comes alive, do you then say, ah, screw it. I'm watching football now. I'm not paying attention to baseball until the playoffs start. Because, you know, we watch baseball playoffs. I watch all sports playoffs because that's when it matters. That's when you're trying to, to go to the, to the big prize. To me right now, and I'm, I'm a baseball fan, I'm a Phillies fan, I have no desire to watch another Phillies game the rest of this season. Well, Tony, Sorry. Even, even the announcers are now not talking about the game, but they're talking about other things that are happening on, on the field in baseball. Did you, did you see this? No, let's go to the, the tape. Yankees? This wasn't even scripted or planned. No, no, it was not. It was a Yankees game. And like you said, is it really that interesting right now? Well, the Yankees are just playing out the string waiting for the postseason to start. Let's be honest. Let's go to the tape. As Britton is getting ready to throw a pitch, a butterfly lands on his glove. He doesn't know it and throws the pitch. <laughs> you guys photoshopped that in yeah. the truck. That didn't really happen, did it? That was awesome. <laughs> wow, look at that. That's a beautiful monarch. Butterfly goes to the, the glove that has its colors. This is breakdown of baseball that debriving. It is. It's you know. I mean, this is this is what it's resorted to. Hey, they got to have something to make themselves interesting in uh, in Toronto. They're waiting for hockey season, and they got CFL going on. Other than that, what's there to do in Toronto? I mean, it's a beautiful city. I'm not knocking no. Toronto, eh? But that, that butterfly almost bit the dust. Yes, it did. The butterfly survived. <laughs> yes, it it's did. interesting that a butterfly survives, but we've seen seagulls get blown up by pitches. Remember Randy Johnson was throwing a pitch at a oh, seagull at the right time, Just, a wrong time, yeah. goes in the way, and he blows that sucker up, man. Yeah. We've seen all kinds of birds get wrecked on teams, on fields. Yeah, that, but a, bu- a monarch butterfly la- lands on a pitcher's glove. He still goes through the windup at air. Because he didn't realize pitch. it because the, bu- the, the glove was slightly behind yeah, him. Yeah, he already had taken the yeah. ball out of the glove. He's in the windup. The butterfly lands on it. And then he goes through the whole thing. And then boom. Let's go to the phones. Who's calling you? This is Florida. Oh, Florida. I don't think it's Dean, though. No, I don't think so either. It's another one of those spam calls. Although, I have to say, your, your phone hasn't been getting quite as many lately. I get the same ones every day, but I've been looking at the things, and that's what I told you to do, and I read a list of the things you should do when you know you're getting spam. Never pick up the phone. Right. Let it go to voicemail, and then eventually, 
you know, you know it's a fake because when you look at your voicemails, you'll see, and there's like two seconds. They hang up. They're gone. And then you they'll try again. Them. As long once you answer your phone to see who it is, and you're angry because you want to pick up the phone and yell and saying, "Who the hell is? Stop calling me!" It doesn't work because telling people to stop calling you doesn't. Once you pick up the phone, they know somebody's there. They don't even know who it is. But now they have your phone number and they know there's somebody there. Well, so they'll keep trying. There, I did. I we had that one call calling us every single day at one o three. So it was always at the beginning of the show, and I did. I picked up the phone and I called them back, and it turned out that they were actually trying to get a hold of somebody else. So I was taken off the list. So that stopped. So yeah, sometimes they, it does they, help. They've tried all of these block, do not disturb things, and none of them worked. They worked for a while, but then all of a sudden, people because these are these are data mining farms Ugh. all over the world, so and they and they're not calling you because they know you. They're just doing blind calls. They don't know who they're calling. But what, but what they do is they wait for somebody to answer the phone. Oh! And once you answer the phone, they got your they got your number, and then they know that somebody's there. Eddie Munster, nineteen. Good thing it was an iron butterfly. Oh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Speaking of that, you know iron butterfly, Robin. What's what does that have? In, what do I have in common with iron butterfly? What do you have in common with iron butterfly? If you don't know the answer to this, then you really have bad bad knowledge. Uh, because I told you about one song by. Iron Butterfly, which is really, really important. Bring up the music, Uh-oh. please. Is it time for me to be to get one of those again? I may have to pull the mug out and give you one of those. In a God of the Vida, don't you know that I love you? And I got a Davina, baby Don't you know that I'll always be true For those of you who do not know Tony's favorite is the long version of this Yes, indeed, that's it See, you got it, Robin See, I don't have to give you one of those now I got to give you one of these instead Because the long version, which is over seven minutes, right? No, it's much longer It's like a 15-minute version Really? Yeah, can, I'm going to look that up. Okay. The, the very, long version of Inagata the Vita, Iron ex- Butterfly. Extended version would allow Tony to go out into Not the Not just park. me. Not just me. It wasn't just about me, Robin. Okay. Anybody who played records back in the day and worked DJ. overnight at a radio station. This would allow Tony to put the record on, run downstairs <laughs> out into the parking lot, and they weren't lot lizards. What, do you, what would you call nah, No, they were. They, they were, were. It was consensual. They were request line friends. They would call in and say, hey, you sound really nice. I'd like to meet you. And then you tell them, hey, drive. This is before the Me Too movement. Before cell phones, before before personal computers, before (laughs) pagers. All you needed was a phone and the request line number, baby. And a car, of course, because nobody got Uber to go to the parking lot. Sam Strong, 42, and Doug McGregor, they say almost 18 minutes. Exactly. So 18 minutes, that's all you needed to run downstairs, make a little whoopee out in the car, in the back seat of a car somewhere, and still have time to come back up and I'd go put to the that, next song. Just like Joe Biden, before I put the kids to sleep, I'd get the record player out, and I'd put in a God of David on. Do you get excited when you hear this song? Does it bring back memories? 
But see, the thing is that you would not be listening to the record while you were out there. Yeah, you have to have it on the car radio. Because you had to know where you were oh. in the song. You know, you had to know it. So did you know, like, at what point you had to finish by? Yeah, because, well, I had a stopwatch, too, because you'd have to have a stopwatch in the studio. <laughs> so you needed two things. You needed a car so you could turn the station on and hear where the song was. Okay. And you, it was like you had to multitask before multitasking was cool. You know what I mean? So you had to know how much time you had left on the song, because as soon as you started the song, you'd run out of the studio. Right. And you'd have the clock, clock stopwatch. Okay. But then you still wanted to put it on in the background to hear it. Okay. In the car. Just in case. Just yes. in case something happened. And then, of course, you also need to have uh, paper towels, because when the windows get fogged up, you want to be able to make sure you can drive home after the show. But would you go out to your car, or would it be the lady's car? It, it depends. I'm, usually, it's a lady's choice. If I knew the person, I would go to her car. What kind of car did you have? I had like a 69 Volkswagen Bug. That's not very large. No, There's you didn't really need no large. There's really no back seat. You don't need a back seat, And there's Robin. a stick shift in the middle. Hey, I was young. You do what you do. You got to make do what you got to make do. You know what we say, as Charlie Manuel would say when people were paying attention to the Phillies. What it is is what it is. Exactly. No, Big Sexy 69, Tony did get locked out of the station once, but that was not during the Inagata DeVita. No, that, no, that, that was, was me just stupidly walking outside to let somebody out, and then I went outside and the door locked behind me. And it was a station where I didn't have the key to the front door. So once the station, once the music stopped, then the alarm goes off, and then the, uh, the chief engineer hears it, thinking that there's something wrong, the transmitter blew up. So we had to drive to the station to let me back in. Wasn't this like your second night on the... Yeah, because I really didn't want to work overnights playing songs on the request line. But that's how it works, Robin. There's your inside radio. Dean says that the Pink Floyd Echoes is 23 and a half minutes long. No, there's a lot. You know what another one is, too? Is Light My Fire by The Doors. So you had three different songs that you could choose from? Yeah, I think Light My Fire was like 20-something minutes, the super long extended remix So version. in other words, it wasn't even a remix. if it was a two chicks at the same time kind no, of No, no, that then didn't happen do, back then. You, no? There was no time to do two chicks at the same time, Robin. What's the matter with you? No? What if you play, could you could you play two two songs right after each other without no, having that would to be, be there? too that would be too suspicious. Because you're not really supposed to play the long version of uh, any okay. song. But you're on the air at 3 in the morning. Your boss Is isn't listening. Really listening. The boss isn't listening. <laughs> and then Eddie Munster 19 says, how about the soft parade? No, because I, I couldn't play any song I wanted. These had to be the hits, but the extended versions of the hits. Okay. I couldn't just play. Let me find the longest song ever recorded. You know, I couldn't play the 1812 Overture. <laughs> I, was on a, I was on a top 40 station. You know, I, wasn't, I wasn't on a classic. Classical music stations, those DJs can get the most action. They can put a whole album side on. They can put a whole overture on, a whole movement, so yes. to speak. And you yes. can have a movement and then have another movement outside. Yeah, the classical DJs <laughs> definitely have it the easiest, I think. So now there's a Light My Fire 19 minutes and 33 second version. Dido had thank you for 26 minutes and 44 seconds. Wow, and Joe Quill says, Super's Ready by Genesis, or Supper, Super. Sup- super. Supper's. That's <laughs> like so super. <laughs> I know. Supper's Ready by Genesis, 2306. Wow. Yeah. I got a Frank Sinatra, Fly Me to the Moon, a 20-minute version. Wow. I got to start a, playing this sort that's of stuff. That's a really We'll have to uh, we'll have to put a special extended version for for that special time, Tony. This is some good knowledge right here. You're not getting this anywhere else. You're not even getting this on on music stations. 
we're some stoned-out DJ. Now, Maroon 5, Sugar, is that what Joe Quill said? Maroon 5 had a song called Sugar that's 31 minutes long? Wow. And then Don Juan 0720 says, Side A of Isaac Hayes' To Be Continued LP is 27 minutes long. Got to start doing overnight radio again and going to request lines and picking up chicks on the phone. I'll, I'll meet you in the parking lot. Instead of just talking stupid sports at night. Jeepers. Dean, can we put one of them songs on now and you guys just take a break? <laughs> hey, I got to get ready for another show. We got a day-night doubleheader here. We're not going to just mail it in today because we were thinking of long songs to have sex by if you're a DJ on a radio station and you want to go outside and, you know, Get a little something-something. Joe Quill says, because he does DJ stuff, he said, um, I have a Spotify list called Long Ass Songs, and they, they have to be at least 10 minutes in length. He's saying, you know, it's not the length, as we always said. That's awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of great ones, a lot of great long songs. And I don't even know if DJs, first of all, there are no DJs working overnight anymore. Everything's automated. There's nobody taking requests, sitting in a lighthouse at night, waiting for somebody to call and say, play Misty for me. Those were the good old days of radio, when chicks used to call at night. Remember Play Misty for me, the movie, Robin? I do. Sad. It was a great movie. The ending wasn't very good, but... <laughs> it's a very sad movie. Of course it is. Disturbing. It's, it's a... Not only sad, but disturbing. Oh, Wolfman Jack. For those of you who have never heard Wolfman Jack and who don't know who he is... He, what an iconic voice. Everybody knows who Wolfman Jack is. No, there's a is. lot of people who have no freaking clue. The only time that they've heard Wolfman Jack is if they watched a movie where the, he was on in the background. Exactly. And then they think he was some kind of a movie character. No, he was a DJ, yeah, legendary, legendary DJ with a scratchy voice. No, the fact that so many people have heard of him, was he nationally syndicated? Yes, not even, he didn't have to be. He was on, he was on every TV show. His voice and his songs were being played in pretty much every movie. The Happy Days. You know, what, what were the Happy Days movies? Those movies about sock hops and stuff. Right, they, would right, right. Have, they would always have him on in the background. Was that di- not Diner? What no, was that no, called? no. You American, American... American Graffiti. Graffiti. Thank you. Yes, Thank you, American Dr. Graffiti. American Graffiti. You know, and he was, he was on everywhere. So everybody, who, he was on TV shows. He was on syndicated national shows. Yeah, I think Wolfman Jack had one of those late-night shows, too, on television, where he would come on and say, yeah, baby, yeah. And then, of course, he was on pirate radio, remember? He had his own radio station off a ship off of the coast of California where he could transmit it 100,000 watts so he would be able to be heard around the country. And back then, when AM radio stations and music was king, everybody was looking for the hot disc. The disc jockeys were really the, the stars back in the day. The music obviously helped them, but you had legendary disc jockeys back in the 60s and 70s who people would tune to because of their style, because of the songs they played, and Wolfman Jack was one of those guys. Now, Jackie Bam Bam, local here in uh, WMMR, is a guy who does a lot of that stuff now. I don't know if he goes out into the parking lot. We've met Jackie Bam Bam. He's a wild and crazy guy. Jackie Bam Bam. Exactly. Meanwhile... I have we breaking have breaking news. hockey news, Robin. I also have breaking news for a guest coming on at 325. Okay, but we'll, let me get to this first, okay. though, Robin. The Philadelphia Flyers have signed Travis Konechny to a six-year extension 
a deal worth $5.5 million a year. So there you have it. He was a holdout. We talked about him on Friday holding out for a new contract. The Flyers get it done. Travis Konechny, new contract, six-year extension, worth $5.5 million a year. To quote the, the great uh, general manager and president of hockey operations, Chuck Fletcher, quote, we're happy to have Travis under contract for the next six seasons, eh? Travis has shown, shown great progression in each of his three seasons and is an integral part of our young group of forwards. His, his speed, skill, and tenacity setting him apart in today's National Hockey League. The center Iceman, first-round pick, of course, in 2015, as you remember, Robin, in the 24th selection overall. Only 22 years of age from London, Ontario, eh? And his contract runs through the 2024-25 season now. Three seasons, 124 points, 59 goals, 65 assistances in 233 games. And his overall point total going up and up and up and up each last season. And that's what you want to see. You want to see young players get better. And now going into uh, his fourth season, signed at the young age of 29, already with three years under his belt in the National Hockey League, Robin. That's your Travis Konechny update, yo. You're not getting this kind of hockey talk anywhere else. Definitely not. Exactly. Guess who's going to join us in a couple of minutes here on the show, Robin? Yeah, say his name, Tony. I want to hear you say it. Let's see if you can do it. First try. Well, put the put the name up so I can read it. Oh, okay. Kostaki Economopoulos, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, you did it Kostaki on the first try. Kostaki Economopoulos. It's all Greek to me, but he is coming on the show. Comedian, funny dude, comes on all the time with us at, uh, at the Super Bowl. He loves sports, sports humor. Sports comedian, yes. He, yeah, he has great sports com- uh, humor. Whenever he posts something on Twitter, we go back and forth trying to one-up each other with really stupid, ridiculous Funny or not. Not funny or die. Well, I have even more breaking news, ladies and gentlemen, from the high-speed NBA wire. This one is a, not a shocker, maybe to some. But, ladies and gentlemen, we have NBA action, yo. The Orlando Magic, ladies and gentlemen, just a few minutes ago have exercised the option on former number one overall pick Markel Fultz through the 2020-2021 season. Of course, former number one pick of your team, your town, your tank master, Philadelphia 76ers. Things didn't work out so well here for the young man, and they really haven't worked out so well for the young man in Orlando as well. But he is a done deal. He is back, future MVP of the league. And now Sixer fans are wondering, why did we give up on this young fellow so soon? Why did Brett Brown not give him a chance to finally tell everybody what really happened and why he was hurt and why a guy who was making all kinds of shots in college couldn't even lift his arm in the pros? Don't sleep on Markel, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Just take a nap every once in a while, especially if you're watching the Orlando Magic play professional basketball. 
Wow. How about that, Robin? You're not getting those kinds of back-to-back breaking news stories involving hockey and, and basketball. Hockey's uh, training camp's already underway now, but basketball's still a month away from training camps. It's a good job right there. That's the kind of breaking news you're going to get. You know our motto here on the show, Robin? If news breaks, we fix it. That's the motto of the Tony Bruno Nation Live. Well, isn't one of your mottos, I didn't invent radio, but I've perfected it. Yeah, but that goes without saying. Anybody who listens to the show. You you come in, you're a fixer. I am the fixer. You are a fixer. You're like the sports Except except when it comes to dead bodies. I don't come in and clean. I'm not the cleaner. I'm the fixer. The cleaner comes in and he discards of the uh, dead bodies and stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's not me either because I don't clean anything. (laughs) We already know this. Don't let me go walk around with the blue light or the black light in this house, Rabbit. You know, as uh, Mr. Rains says, I like how the song Drive by the Cars is at number six on iTunes' top ten. Yet the singer of that song has been dead for 19 years. And that's true about the Cars. You know, Rick Ocasek died yesterday at age 75, but the Cars were not just Rick Ocasek, but certainly as a standalone, as, and when he went on his own and started doing his own music, Rick Ocasek became always known as Rick Ocasek from the Cars. And it happens with a lot of groups. You know, Peter, you, know, uh, you look at Genesis, and you had a couple of the guys from Genesis. And who went on to have a really, really big career from Genesis, Robin? Um, uh, uh, the drummer? Yes. Pa- uh, Robin, do I have to give you one of those now? I always forget his name. I can picture his face. Pa- Collins. Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. That's a correct answer. I was this close to giving you one of those, but you pulled Phil Collins right out of your ass, so yes, to speak. I did. <laughs> I did. It was. It was totally out of my ass. Speaking of assholes. Who called somebody an ass? Nobody. Oh. But are you talking about asses? And I, I went there. It immediately. You have to ask them out, Robin. Never go ask them out. How many times do I have to tell you that? We have an update uh, from, let me, it's, it's actually back here on your notifications, from the fabulous Eric Cohen, um, who said, remember one of our favorite sound drops about assholes? Lick my. Yes. Did she get a job? Can you please? Play I don't that? have that. Luigi has it in his machine. Oh, really? I yeah, I don't had... have that oh, one okay. here. Well, Let me make who... sure. Let me just double check. Yes, he has breaking news from the local. Once hammered outside of a comedy club, once telling police really, really bad things. Yes, Colleen Campbell. What... Colleen Campbell, who many thought that would be the end of her career. She'll never get another job again. Because let's be honest. After all, who hasn't been absolutely shit-faced Outside of a football stadium. Helium. Helium Comedy Club. I know where it was, Robin. Let me set it up. Oh, sorry. I'm saying people go out and you get drunk every weekend. Pull it up on Monday. You don't even have to wait till the weekend. Videos all over the internet of people drinking and acting the fool. You know, diving over chairs at baseball games of the Cleveland Indians. You know, football fans fighting in Carolina. Eagle fans being stupid and drunk in the parking lot. It happens everywhere. And, again, older generation people were douchebags. But guess what, folks? Younger generation people are douchebags, too. So don't make this a, yeah, the old people, they are really animals. But we are much more civilized. I talked about this earlier. Bottom line is, she's had one for some time now. 
Doug yes. McGregor says. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go to your, it doesn't matter what you do anymore. Somebody's going to hire your ass and your update desk and your correspondent, Miss Robin Austin. The fabulous lick my asshole girl, Colleen Campbell. <laughs> Did she have that on her resume, by the way? I think so. <laughs> Unfortunately. You no. know who I am? I, I was all over the internet one night when I told a Philadelphia cop coming out of Helium Comedy Club to lick my asshole. How about that? But uh, Colleen Campbell, and all, all kidding aside, I'm actually very happy for her that she has been able to move beyond this, and hopefully she really, really, really learned her lesson. But uh, We were just she, talking about that, you know, with Bill Cosby. Yep. People do stupid stuff, and then their lives are either ruined or they, you know, somebody says, hey, it was stupid, you were drunk. You did something dumb. Well, she said that her life was ruined and it she was. was Let's be honest, it, it was. was. And, and it's embarrassing. And it, we get to play the cut forever, ever, ever, and ever more. And we, we won't stop, probably, but she now does have a job. She is uh, reporting weather for WDTV in West Virginia. Where down there? Was that Wheeling? Huntington? What part of West Virginia, Robin? Um, you got to look her up now. Now, of course, Doug McGregor is ripping it. Where's Clarksburg? I don't know. Isn't that the last train goes there? Oh, no, that's Clarksville. I'm sorry, yes. Robin. Come on. Remember the monkeys? Take the last train to Clarksville. I'll be meeting at the station. Take the last train to Clarksville. Yeah. That one? Clarksville, West Virginia. So, Clarksville. Good for her. And then, now, listen, it's breaking news to us because I didn't know yeah. this. So it's not that she just got the job today. We're not reporting that she just got a job. In fact, I'm not reporting anything. Our, our good buddy Eric Cohen pointed yeah, out today know, that she had a weather it. job down there but in West Virginia. But it seemed appropriate since we were talking about people overcoming things. Um, some can. Some don't deserve to uh, be able to go Listen, on. If, you have, if you're good enough to have a job and you do something stupid and somebody wants to hire you, that's how it works. Whether it's Michael Vick, whether it's Colin Kaepernick, you know, you do something wrong, whether it's a crime or whether it's publicly embarrassing yourself. And somebody wants to hire you after you've done your penance. That's you how it works. Lying. You should be able to. You should be able. To, if you've done something stupid, and it really, and, and you've done your time or you've done your penance or whatever, you should be able to move on with your life. Hopefully, you don't want to be. You don't want to create a situation where somebody can't get a job. They can't take care of themselves because then they, you know, become even more bigger fuck ups. Robin, why do you got to go there now? Well, I'm just saying. Why, like, why do you got to go there? It's Monday. I want, I want people to think things through. Like, if you prevent somebody from earning a living because of what they've done in the past, then they have the potential of becoming even bigger screw-ups. Let's not do that to the world. Let's allow them to move on. So everybody gets people. one mulligan? Everybody gets one screw-up? Well, some people get By the more. way, it's not even like a minor. Like being drunk outside of a comedy club and saying something stupid to a cop. She got arrested, by the way. You know, yeah. she was coughed oh, and yeah. taken away. Yeah, Ashley there are people who yell violent, vile stuff at cops every day, and they laugh at the cops. Do they get arrested? No. She did something stupid to a cop and got arrested. And you know, obviously, her name was. She's a local girl. She went to Temple here, and so she was a laughing stock. But now you fast forward a couple years. She moves on with her life. She didn't commit really a crime. She was taken to a to a jail cell mm-hmm. and embarrassed and humiliated. Does that mean that she's a worthless human being and should never get a job again? It depends on what your system of justice is. Some people think some things are heinous. Some people other things are fine. That's why I'm always, you know what? 
you do the crime, you do the time, and then you have an opportunity in, in the world of fairness to get another job. That's how it works with me. Exactly. I mean, I've done some really, really stupid shit throughout my life. and Let's not talk about this past weekend, Robin. We're not here to, <laughs> to dwell on the past. <laughs> but I am glad that um, I've been able to move on with my life. And I think that other people, you know, like my parents are very happy that I've been able to move on and, and take care of myself. Um, and I would think that the people that are paying taxes for all of the people that are on the dole, so to speak, you should... Not you should, Bob Dole. He's no longer one of the You know, people... At least I don't think he is. So. I think it would be much better for people to be working than living on welfare or living on the streets or whatever it is. Dean checks in on the Twitch stream. You see what he says? I've, I, I've only seen one bad decision you've made in the last 10 years, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> for people well, who don't understand that, maybe new to the show. Tony and I have been together for 10, ten years. years. Just, just. Cujo wants to know if she's, I don't even remember what this chick looks like. I hate to call her a chick. Who's the, who's the girl that's got the weather job in West Virginia? Who was, he was, she was working at like Channel 17 here in Philly. PHL 17. Colleen Campbell. No relation to Calais Campbell, right? Do we have a picture? I do. Is there a headshot, so to speak? What about an ass shot? (laughs) (laughs) Colleen Campbell? Oh, that's too small. Hang on. That's what she said. I don't have a picture. Can we put put a picture of her up, Robin? I'm I'm getting there. Joe Quills already has her picture. Not Casey McDonald. Casey McDonald was on Fox 29. We knew her. She went to Villanova, another local girl who's sort of uh, bounced around. She went to uh, Kansas City, remember? Mm-hmm. I think she's in Boston now still. That's what happens, man. You move around. Bob Dole is still alive. Thank you. Clarksburg, West Virginia. Hello. Did you pull her up, Robert? I did. Pull her up. Hold on. And, of course, Dean chimes in with the gratuitous, I tap it. So here you go. So this was her mugshot. And I will scroll down to the WDTV website photograph that she's on. Can you guys see that? It's very small. I can't see it. Can um, you uh, jack her up a little bit, pump her up? Unfortunately, it's not so easy to do on this. And... If it were my computer, I have a touch screen. And no, Colin Campbell, not related. Of course, Colin Campbell, the dean of discipline for the National Hockey League, uh, won in the organizations in the league for a long, long time with the New York Ranger, I believe. I don't think she's related to him. And now she's not the co- cousin of Tevin Campbell, the voice of Powerline in a, Powerline in a goofy movie. Uh, Campbell's a pretty – and, of course, you know who else? Groovy Bruce. No relation, I don't believe, to Bruce Campbell. Groovy Bruce, we like to call him. And, of course, guys are going to say, and that was pronounced Colin Campbell, not Colin Campbell. Her name is Colleen, not Colin. Now that we got all that straight, let's move on with the action. Monday night, don't forget, we're heading out of here right at the top of the hour. We'll be heading, packing up the truckster, heading over to New Jersey. I know it's foreign soil. I know it's dangerous territory. Governor Chris Murphy, I believe, is out of town. He's in India or something trying to get some Wawa's opened up over there in the uh, slums of New Delhi, I believe he's working, or he's looking to open a deli in India somewhere. But we will be live at Landmark Americana, Glassboro, New Jersey, 6 to 8 p.m. tonight. Countdown to Monday night kickoff. 
for the thrill, the color, the pageantry, the electricity that is, that is uniquely Cleveland Browns, New York Jets football. It doesn't get any better than this, except if we bring in this man, a man who knows how to break the games down, a man who understands sports and humor, two things that most sports fans don't normally understand, the great Kostaki Economopolis, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together. Here he is on the main stage. How are you, man? I'm good, Tony. What a nice intro. I, I won't be able to follow that intro. That's nice. Well, that's, that's it. Good. Well, it's good to have you on. Thanks for coming by. We'll see you soon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've already peaked. That's a good call. Yeah, I should go now. <laughs> now, you're still active because you don't just show up at the Super Bowl and do comedy shows in that particular city every year where we see you every single year, whether it's Atlanta or Minnesota. I mean, you're doing this all the time. I mean, you're touring and... But is sports humor, like, your go-to right now? Because, you know, political humor is pretty much every comedian's go-to right now. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, it's funny. I have a master's degree in political science, and I used to do political jokes. But now everybody does them, and I, you know, I'm tired of politics. You know, like, you have to escape uh, politics from Facebook and CNN and Fox News. And so now when I'm in a club, I don't talk politics at all. I do football jokes. I talk about my family. And my, you know, I, I, I do a lot of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I, I made a total shift. I'm the, I'm the football joke guy. I've got, you know, I call like 20 radio stations a week and uh, talk about the day that was in the NFL. It's great fun. 20 radio stations. Man, that was more than I've ever been on. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty close, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So the other day you were on there, and we were going back, because I saw a couple of your tweets, and they were hilarious. And then I was throwing up. You know, the one thing about I, I'm, I'm not, I could never be a stand-up comic because I wouldn't remember the material. So I'm one of those, I hear something, I immediately react. It's not always funny. But really good comics can remember stuff. They write it down, they have a routine, and then they remember when they get on stage. I can't. If I write a joke down that I thought of earlier this morning, I would blow it when I try to say it again. So right, I'm like a right. spontaneous guy that does Try, yeah, try, attempts funny stuff. Set. I'm not a comedian. I'm just a guy who tries to be funny, and a lot of times it works, and sometimes it doesn't. Right, but you're but you have the opposite skill that almost no comics have, which is comfortable in the moment, riffing and playing. You can, you can juggle balls and keep them in the air for four hours in a row. Comics can't do that. So it's they're slightly different skill sets that are kind of vaguely connected. So yeah, I, 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 there's always been like a friendly rivalry between uh, you know radio guys and comedians, and I, I respect it. I've done a little bit of guest hosting, and I'm like, oh my god, this is hard. This is not my skill set at all. I'm the sit down and write the joke guy. So you know, respect right back to you, sir. Well, one thing about thank you so much, Kostaki. It's Kostaki Economopolis, lady. I got the Economopolis now. Now I'm botching your first name, Kostaki. It's all Greek to me, man. It's all Greek to me. Can we just call you Kaz? I'll, t- I'll answer to whatever. I don't care. <laughs> so now, you're, are you? Uh, I haven't seen you in the Philly area. Now you're still touring, right? Yeah, but I moved to L.A., so I'm further. I, I was in Manhattan for a decade. I used to be close to you. Now, now you're too far away. I can't it's get over outrage, there easily now. Man. It's an outrage. <laughs> it's an outrage. <laughs> but I got good climate. I used to say about Manhattan, I hate the climate and I love the rest of it. And I feel exactly the opposite about L.A. The climate is great, and what a gross, awful city otherwise. Yeah, you're exactly right. I loved L.A. I love living there. The climate, it's all because, you know, I, there's always there, there's a camera on the Venice Beach a promenade. They call it the boardwalk, and there's one of those webcams. And this is back 2000, 2000 era, and so now there's cameras everywhere. But there was right. one that would be on 24-7, and you can log on to the site Venice Beach cameras, or whatever it's called, live shot, 
And in the wintertime, when it was freezing cold and ice back here in Philly, I would go get my bike right up to the camera and tell all my friends to log on to the Venice Beach Boardwalk Cam, live cam, and I'd stand there with my shorts and my tank top on and wave at them. I mean, that's, that's, how, I, that's how I would try to stick it to my friends and family back I here on the it. East Coast. Yeah. I love it. See, I've always loved California. I just don't like L.A., so I'm embracing the California parts of my life. we got a yard and a hammock and a little fire pit and place for the dog. We didn't have any of that in New York City. When the dog had to pee there, it was like boots and scarf and get out in the slush. And, you know, now I just open the door. He runs outside. Life's so much easier here. Exactly. And then he just poops where the rest of the people poop, right out there on the sidewalk, <laughs> wherever it's convenient for him. You know, you don't even have to find a spot. He doesn't have to mark his spot anymore. <laughs> He can find poop and urine everywhere, especially in Venice Beach, my old uh, stomping grounds down there. <laughs> Venice is the only place where there's more human remains than dog poop and pee on the streets. Yeah, that's true, actually. <laughs> Venice is a little crunchy. Yeah. That's true. Some characters out there. For sure. Now, obviously, there's you know the jokes write themselves in sports. You know, we we always the politics. Everybody says the jokes write themselves, but in sports, there's just so many crazy things happening almost on an hourly basis. It's got to be pretty easy, right? It's fun, yeah. I mean, there are some Sundays where I'm staring at a blank page and I'm like, oh man, I got to get something together tonight. Uh, but yeah, sometimes there are great story arcs. Antonio Brown has been a great gift from the comedy gods. Yes. We'll take that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. He scored this weekend, and it looks like it was consensual. So oh! <laughs> well, we'll have to wait a couple of months. Maybe you don't know. I mean, you just we don't know, know anymore. Yeah. Miami didn't put up a fight, so we think it was consensual. Oh! Uh, Can you Antonio- do those jokes in the Me Too movement without having protesters outside in front of the club? <laughs> I mean, you're not uh, going to get the slack. I'm, I mean, if they're coming after, you know, iconic, legendary comics that everybody knows uh, right. for their material, not that I'm knocking you, but I'm saying if you're going after, you know, Bill Burr and those right. guys. Dave Chappelle. Dave right, Chappelle yeah. getting retorched because he's doing the same kind of humor he's done his entire career. Yep. And, right. and, and so do you have problem? Do people get angry at you when you do jokes that are not copacetic? You know you know what I find? I, if someone is at my comedy show, then I have an hour and there's context, and the answer is no. They get the thing, and I'm allowed to do edge. And, you know, a, a lot of times I, I draw my own people so they like me before I start. Um, and then you're good. Occasionally, a joke taken out of context. Like if someone grabs one tweet that's got some bite in it and yeah. reposts it on their page and goes, look at this, a-hole. Like, I'll get some heat from that because they don't know who I am and they don't know I'm a good guy. There's one joke that's edgy, right? So it's mm-hmm. a different situation. Um, but, yeah, you've got to be careful. In, in the modern, splintered, crazy media universe, man, the, you know, people will grab one thing and make you look like an a-hole. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right because the one thing about, especially on Twitter, there's no sarcasm font. There's no people don't realize when you're joking and when you're not. Right. I mean, it's hard to believe that people can't actually see when you're joking and when you're serious. Yeah, I, a sarcasm font is such a great idea. We need to figure that out. Exactly. <laughs> Especially for Twitter. I mean, if I if there wasn't if there wasn't sarcasm, I wouldn't be on Twitter. It, right. the, it's the sole purpose of Twitter is I sarcasm. Know. I know. Well, how are you doing? Because you're a guy who says some stuff that you know will raise an eyebrow to the uh, casual passerby. <laughs> no, but I don't do any. I I I, I everybody know. I mean, I've been doing this for fifty years, so I don't do. I don't. I don't. I don't. I know where the line is. Now that I'm on Twitch and I'm on, on the Internet based, I don't worry about, oh, I can't say shit on the air. You know, I, I don't worry about that stuff. I don't say it just to say right. it, 
But I don't try to go, oh, let me really work blue and let me really try to say things that are going to upset people because I know they're going to listen. And is that, I don't do that. I just do what I've always done. I know where the right. line is. I try to be kind. I try to be respectful. But I also want to have fun, not just making fun of the less fortunate, but making fun of the more fortunate who deserve to be made fun of. That's right, what it's all yeah. about. I'm not going yeah, to. I'm going to be angry. Yeah. People are going to be angry at me. I make. I, 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 I. We do a joke about a guy who's making eighty-four million dollars. Are you kidding no. me right now? Right, right. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's the, the, punching up is more fun, not to mention more effective. So it's it's a natural choice. <laughs> you know, some of these NFL players, you know, like Beckham last week was wearing a three hundred fifty thousand dollar watch during the game, but uh, he and Mayfield had Casio timing. Am oh, I right, everybody? Yeah, oh, that's great. How many people remember Casio, though? They still make those? I mean, good question. I would say yes, but I don't know the answer to that. He didn't take a licking and keep on ticking like a Timex, though, unfortunately. <laughs> By the way, I hear he's on the Monday Night Football watch list tonight. Uh, oh, oh, Odell Beckham, did you see that? So three right there. I didn't even plan those jokes, man. I like it. I like it. See, that's what you do. That's you see. I, you know, I get a different thing. I sit for four hours and write. Four, you know, five good jokes, maybe. Here's the best part: Who wears a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar watch on the field? You know, when I see golfers wearing a watch, I see athletes wearing a watch. I'm like, dude. If you're wa- no, I don't. First of all, most people don't wear watches anymore, except Apple watches and stuff like that to show everybody how cool you are right. and your right. Fitbits on there. But when I wear a watch and I'm trying to do something physical, it's just, it's just, it just bothers me that it's there, you know? I know, right. Andy Dalton refuses to take his wedding ring off for the football games. It'll be the only ring he ever gets. Oh! <laughs> Same premise, though. You're right. Like, what, you're not picking up your kid from soccer practice. You don't even know what time it is for these three hours. Stop being a jackass. Exactly. It's so and you know what's interesting? That watches are back now. It's like everybody stopped wearing watches. And all of a sudden, like, you got wooden watches. You got all these independent watchmakers now. You know, I mean, the watches are cool. They're cool-looking watches. But do right. you really need to wear a watch the size of, like, Big Ben on your wrist? No, you do not. <laughs> not Big Ben Roethlisberger. You can't no. wear it on your wrist or your arm. His arm would fall off completely if they tried yeah. to put a big watch on him. That, wa- that, watch, that watch keeps getting yeah, bigger he's done. Yeah, he's done apparently for the season, maybe his career. That was right. the big story this morning, the elbow. We saw it yesterday in the Steeler game, and now they, they confirmed that he's going to need surgery. The question is, will the surgery be Tommy John, which many doctors say would probably be it for Ben. And now pitchers have come back from Tommy John, but now Ben Roethlisberger is getting up there in age. The recovery is going to take over a year, and the question right. is, will it even be worth it for him? But an unbelievable career nonetheless. Well, he was thinking of retiring a couple of years ago. So, I mean, this sounds like a pretty – Pretty good time to go out, you know, walk off into the sunset. But, well, you know, we'll see. Uh, the good news for Big Ben, he's hurt, but a broken clock is still right twice a day. Am I right? Oh. By the way, now people are making fun of your uh, – because we have your headshot up there. And <laughs> Which one? It's the, it's the really going the curly hair, and you got the green shirt on, and you look like a uh, professor okay. more than a comic. Right. You look like you yeah. have a, a, a political science – a master's degree in political science. I That's only have a B.A. I was going to teach American government, if I, and I still I kept my books in case you know the trust me. Failing. Teaching people American government is probably the most impossible thing to do now. Nobody cares, but nobody knows what it is, and nobody cares how it works. As I was a poli sci major too, I didn't have a master's, but that's what I took in college: poli sci and journalism. Now neither one of those things matters anymore because nobody <laughs> gives a shit about poli sci or power or journalism. Apparently, 
It's an yeah, outrage. That's right. Yeah, now, I know. This gentleman writes, 91 Sixers, says, the photo of Kostaki looks like it was taken at one of those joints in the mall where you can pick your own background. Now, is that true? <laughs> was it no. one of those Sears, what was it called, Robin, where Robin used to wear the Sears? Sears Portrait Studios? Studio, Sears Portrait you know, Studio. You know what? I will, take, I will take shit on that picture being old, but it's a good shot. No, no, it, it definitely it is. Absolutely. It, 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 <laughs> that's, that's like a 20-something-year-old picture. It's funny that that one still makes the rounds. You have that on your Tinder account. That's all that matters because that's what you got to do. <laughs> You got to make sure you always put a good picture, even if it's 10, 15 years old. Whether you're a man or a woman, never go with a current picture. <laughs> I think that's what the Dolphins did this season. They're, they're catfishing cat people. There's a picture of Larry Zonka somewhere. Oh, Hold on. I, I found another one. I'm going to put this one up on instead and see what people yeah, think. Yeah, that's, that's a more uh, recent photo that looks exactly like you do today but if you let the hair grow out again because you still have the naturally curly greek goddess type not goddess greek god hair so if you let it grow out you can look like you did 20 years ago a little work here a little nip or tuck here and all work here yeah right (laughs) thank god i'm a comic and no one cares what i look like you're right does anybody care what comics look like no they don't in fact if anything if you're good looking it's probably a net loss yeah just ask dane cook just yeah, ask Dane Cook if good looks really help your career. The crowd's a little like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, the latest on Drew Brees, by the way, as we have information to, to sprinkle in. Drew Brees, they're, gonna say, they're saying now that surgery on his thumb is likely, and he could miss six weeks right. for the, for the Saints. Yes. Today he went to a hand specialist, and I thought, hand specialist? Like Louis C.K.? Is that what he meant? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I have the new photograph up. This is very professorly. This is your oh. shorter hair, white background, blue shirt, and you are grabbing your glasses. Just the one lens, oh. though. Okay, yeah, all right. There you, you got go. big yeah. hands, though. You know what they say about big hands on the comic? <laughs> big gloves? <laughs> big, mic, big mic stand? People uh, say, no, no, no. Go back to the old picture now, Robin. Go back to the old picture. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, put up the bio again because I want to do what I, I did once successfully when I saw Kostaki at one of the Super Bowls. I don't know if it was this year or two years ago. His full name. I'm going to see oh, if I can pull off. The whole thing. This is like, this is like waiting for a gymnast to do okay, you know, the, the complete uh, uneven parallel bars and then do a clean <laughs> dismount. You know those routines where they get the... They, of course. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right, Robin? Yeah, what are those called? That's the well, there's a pommel bar. horse... You work the pommel horse. That's just this cushion, single, big bar thing, and they jump up there and spin around and do all kinds of geriatric stuff. Not geriatric. I'm doing that now because of my age. <laughs> That's the wrong word. <laughs> I'm approaching uh, Rick Ocasek territory, so be careful right now. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest name in comedy, Konstantinos Christos yep. Vasilis Economopoulos, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That's a solid A. That's an A-minus right there. That's I'm four for four stuff. right there. That's not bad. Well done, sir. And that's your real name. That is not a fake stage name. No, that's, uh, that's the name on the birth certificate. Yep. I, I got the I got Vasilis is the standard uh, middle name you get from your dad, right? That's a Greek tradition. I thought it would be Thor. Or, well, I mean, what are some of the other Greek guys? So Vasilis is the common. Zeus is Zeus it, is another Thor one. Thor is Norwegian. Yeah, no, Thor is Norwegian. I'm sorry. I got my uh, Avengers all confused. Well, I was born in 1969, and my grandfather wanted to name me Apollo because I was the uh, the American kid 
born the year that the, the Greek spacecraft landed on the moon. You know, why did he go so, with? Why did he go Apollo instead of Vasilis? Yeah, it would have been a yeah. That's a much sexier name. I, I got a, I got instead. I got a name that sounds like you could fix it with penicillin. That's not exactly. Good. Well, you can actually, except in, <laughs> except in some parts of California where they're resistant to it, unfortunately, <laughs> from what I've read. Uh, <laughs> Fun weekend, except I got Vasilis. Oh yeah, exactly. Good, it good goes fun. well with all you. you. Get a little, uh, you get a little. Uh, with some of the other green, you get a little uh, souvlaki on the side. <laughs> and maybe at the end you go with the. I'm, I'm trying to think of all my favorite Greek foods. You got Greeks in Philly, right? Yes, we don't have a Greek town though. Detroit does. Philly doesn't have a Greek town. Why is yeah, that, man? Well, Detroit's got a great Greek town. You know what? There's a little bit of one in uh, in New York too, and over in Queens. There's a couple areas where you walk down the street and you just hear Greek spoken freely everywhere. I, uh, I haven't Spanakopita in New York. I was actually there a couple of weeks ago, but I couldn't span it. You can see Spanakopita. <laughs> I'm just doing all the ther- you know the stereotypical Greek foods, but you got to know them. <laughs> I'm enjoying that. Souvlaki, Spanakopita, amygdalota. No, but those aren't the standards, Robin. You got to go like if you're going into a Chinese restaurant, you always get the you know you're an American. You baklava. Know, baklava, I love baklava. <laughs> What's your favorite Greek dish, uh, Kostaki? Oh man, there's so many. I love all the traditional stuff: the moussaka, the pasticcio, and uh, not the, the Mitch Moustaka. That's a different guy. He's a baseball player, right? <laughs> Mitch Moustakis. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. And, of course, those gyros things. Man, them gyros are really, really good, man. You're not saying it right. I know. I know. I do that as a joke. You know this in your heart. Every time. Every time he does it. That's a joke. I know it's a hero. It's a a hero. It is a sound that's hard for us to make Americans, to be fair. There's no H in it, but it has an H in it. It's G-Y-R-O-S, but it's pronounced hero. If you need to, just make it a Y. It's close enough. So how do you actually say it in Greek if you want to be like... You want to kick it with the old school boys. You want to break a cup. What is it? It's it's a good. You're right. It's it's a Y sound with a little extra, you know, Greek stank on it. It's, it's hard to do. It's a lot of those those European sounds where you 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 got to get really good doing stuff with the back of your throat. I can't. Then I start That's, coughing and hacking. There's a lot know, of stuff too. going on back there. Now, how do you say it properly now, Dostocki? I'm not the right one to ask. Come I grew on. up here. I'm not, how Greek am I? Not very. Just the name. Heroes. <laughs> Heroes. Yeah. You get a couple of euros. That's it. That's close enough. Euros? Just don't say gyro. That's all. No, it's a joke. Gyro. Gyro. <laughs> now, what about Greek yogurt? You a big Greek I, yogurt it's guy? One the only, it's one of the only Greek things I don't like. I don't like, <laughs> I don't like Greek yogurt or ouzo. Everything else Greek, I'm all, I'm all about it. You don't like ouzo, man? You go into a nice Greek restaurant, and then they pour that stuff, and then you start breaking uh. dishes and plates. Uh, and then you awful. start dancing, phenomenal, it's, uh, man. It's uh, it's it's like uh, grain alcohol meets black jelly beans. No thanks. <laughs> That's awful a good combination. That is a definitely good uh, way to describe it. That's a good description. <laughs> yes, right? it is. Well, no which thanks. is really weird, though, that I actually like black licorice, but I hate. Really? I hate. She uh, hates like Sambuca. Sambuca, which is basically right. yeah. all of those same things. universe. Yeah, yeah, right. it's all that same universe. I like the idea of it. I like the cultural aspects of Uzo. Old guys sit around with some Uzo, and yeah. they spend four hours at the cafe solving all the problems of life. You know, they eat some olives and some cheese and hang out with their friends. That part I like. I just, that, I'm, I'm old school thing. Italian. I, I usually hang out with an Uzi when I'm in a restaurant, just in case somebody comes into the door <laughs> and tries it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
That's very different. I feel the same way about golf, by the way. I like all the trappings of golf, hanging with your buddies and you're outside, you ride around in a cart, you get drunk and you bust balls. It's just the golf part is awful. Exactly. I agree. Everything exactly right, yes. <laughs> The trappings of golf. If we could just do all the trappings and play a different game, I'd be in. By the way, our buddy AJ in San Antonio, didn't Sam Buki play for the Trailblazers? Now, come on now. Everybody's a comedian on this show. Everybody. This is like open mic night during the day on this show. I enjoy that. Kostaki, it's great to talk to you. So where pe- people can find you where on Twitter? Now, you can't have a Twitter account where people can. It's just that funny Kostaki, right? That's right. Melancholy Kostaki, not as much fun to follow. Right. We go, go with funny Kostaki. Yeah, that's kind of my joke playground. I'm, I'm over there playing all the time. That's a great place to find me. Funny, F U N N Y C O S T A K I, funny Kostaki on Twitter. And you can be heard all over this great nation of ours. You're in a car driving around somewhere in Middle America, Bob and Tom show. You're going to hear right. him. That's right. Lots of places. Come find me. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Always a pleasure, Tony. It's good to talk to you, man. You too. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together. Good he's, night, everybody. He's all, it's all Greek to us, and he's Get Greek to us. Get the Spanakopita. Try the Spanakopita and a couple of shots of Uzo on your way out watching tonight's Monday night football game. You're probably going to need it. Because Stocky Economopoulos, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on the main stage tonight. No more side stage kind of guy. He's no longer an opening act. Sound like I'm a stripper. <laughs> I'm the mainstay. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, Kostaki. Right after Cinnamon, Kostaki, you caught him up. <laughs> we will talk to you soon. Thank, See you guys. thank you, man. That's that's funny. I love that stuff, man. I love that. Stuff. I love talking to comedians, especially guys who are loosey goosey, have fun. And he, can... it's like playing. It's it's like playing ping pong. Except not really good ping pong, like the guys who play table tennis and they're slamming up and they're turning and they get there and they turn that thing sideways. I was watching that the other night. Yeah. It's called table tennis. Yes. And you see these guys and they turn that paddle this way and they look down at it like they're like going to make it talk. And then all of a sudden they do the serve and then boom, 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 backhand. I mean, they're incredible. It's good stuff. Bing, bong, boom. Bing, bong, boom. Bada, book, bada, boom. That guy's gone, by the way. I haven't seen him in a while. Thank God. The bada book, bada boom guy, the hotel yeah, dude. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's going to be back. 91 Sixer says, except Tony's Uzi is made of plastic and shoots sea salt. <laughs> exactly. Where's my gun? It is upstairs. upstairs in the kitchen because you you did. You you went on a shooting rampage over the weekend. Yes, I did. But I, nobody was injured except a couple of flies. But we couldn't go out on Saturday, on Friday no, to do our live raining. shot because it was raining. And, oh, by the way, I haven't seen any of those uh, spotted lantern flies here, here in our neighborhood. Because I think they are, from what I was reading, they are attracted to areas where there's a lot of milkweed. Well, there's a lot of weed in this town. You can't even smell cigarettes anymore. All you smell is weed. Yeah, not stinkweed. Milkweed. Exactly. Milkweed, and then they, that's what attracts them, and then they stick around and burrow into other types of trees. Exactly. I forgot to ask Kostaki if he's ever played the Greek. I mean, he lives in L.A. That's where the Greek theater is. I would hope so. If he hasn't played the Greek... There's a problem right there, my I friends. I agree. Should ask him. Next time I have him on, and we have him on, we'll ask him. Meanwhile, while everything's not going swimmingly in cowboy territory, ladies and gentlemen, the news this afternoon down there in Frisco, Texas. Hello. Not Frisco, California, which no one should ever call it that because they hate San Francisco, hates being called Frisco. Notice that, Robin? People used to say, I'm going to Frisco. Yeah. Frisco's in Texas. 
and now defensive end Taco Charlton. Not Taco Tuesday. Taco Charleston, inactive for the first two games of the season. He went on to social media today and said, quote, free me. After tweeting it, the post was deleted, but he followed up with this. Trust me, the last thing I want to do is have to go to social media to get what I want so I can play football again. So he earlier tweeted, free me. Now remember, Taco Charlton, first-round pick in 2017, nothing close to uh, fruition. He's guaranteed $1.376 million base salary this season, 485000 of his base salary next season. And Jerry Jones was asked after the win against Washington, we're not going to get into that in a, at all in any way. I noticed some discussion. We don't get into that. Well, here's the problem. The, peop- the, the whole thing with Antonio Brown has now opened up the, the floodgates for people to do this kind of social media complaining, trying to get you – know, the difference between Taco Charlton and A.B., Antonio Brown is still I, an elite receiver. I get that. Taco get Charlton that. has not lived up to the hype. I mean, this guy was a first-round draft pick. No, I absolutely understand that. And but... by the way, the Cowboys may be in a bad spot here because then they brought back Robert Quinn, who was suspended for two games because he violated the performance drug policy, and they'll have an exemption for Quinn through Wednesday, but then they'd have to make a spot for him on the 53-man roster. And so that means maybe, are they going to just release Taco Charlton? He was the 28th overall pick. He has four sacks in 22 games with the Cowboys in seven starts, but no consistent role. And he wasn't really in the rotation with uh, Rod Marinelli last year. Missed three games, had a shoulder injury, had offseason surgery, a bad ankle, and he was off to a slow start. He had two sacks in the preseason, but he's been a healthy scratch in four of his last six games with the Dallas Cowboys. And now the Cowboys, as I mentioned, You know, they're not sure whether Tyrone Crawford is going to be available. He aggravated a hip injury against Washington on Sunday or defensive tackle Antoine Woods. So they've got a guy that they don't want to really use regularly, but they have a guy that they need to keep, apparently. Playing a little Muslim Phillips here, Robin. Love this song. Maybe he should just play this on a continuous loop on his social media. Release me. Love this song, man. I love these chicks. I dream about Will Wilson Phillips. A little subliminal. Oh, man. Release me. Is this in your uh, karaoke wheelhouse, Tony? Only when I'm doing a, uh, in a group setting, Robin. <laughs> I play well in group settings. Yeah? Here it goes. Which part would you play? Taco Charlton, what do you want? Are they still performing? I God, they had such great harmonies. I know. I love those chick groups in the 80s. Much better than the boy bands. Well, they're, they're moms and dads. Bananarama. Wilson Phillips. Who are the other chicks? Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Come on, Jerry. Come on, 
Jerry. Come on, Jerry. Come on, Jerry. Jerry. Come on, Jerry. You're a waste of time for me, bro. Taco. And the go goes, yes. I'm not going back to you. Right. Just think of all the girl groups, seriously, Robin. We talk about the boy bands all the time. The go goes, Banana Rama, uh, Bangles. There's a lot of them. Doug McGregor's adding Vixen to the list, but they were a one-hit wonder. Yeah, so. we don't want one-hit wonders. No. We want somebody who can do at least, if you're going to have one of those summer concerts where you have like 12 groups who have at least two hits, you don't bring out a one-hit wonder. Sorry. That's why they don't get any work. Now, <laughs> Wilson Phillips, I can't think of another group that I feel is better that, is con- that consists all of children of really famous parents no that, that's a good one there, there probably isn't i mean i have to do research here Robin. does that anybody else you had carney wilson uh-huh and wendy wilson who were sisters right and there were brian wilson's daughters who's uh obviously a little out there and then you had china phillips who was uh john and michelle phillips of the mamas and the papas correct her parents but the Is hottest it? one was though i think wilson the china China, China Phillips? China Phillips was the blonde. Yeah, she had the great haircut. Yeah. But they had that they had that really nice. Everything was nice. But can nice. you think of any other children of famous singers that blended into a group that was that successful? I can't think of anything else. Not Wendy Williams. No, she's got the del- she's not related. No. No, I mean, she's not one of the Williams sisters. <laughs> <or> the <laughs> Phillips sisters. <laughs> Hey, Tony Bruno. But all their songs, even though they were about breakups and release me and let me go and, you know, hold on for one more time, they were all like breakup songs. Unlike country breakup songs, nobody lost a trailer or a horse when chicks did their breakup songs. You notice that? Country songs are all about, you know, I lost a trailer, I lost the F-150, I lost the dog died, my, my still is empty. Wilson Phillips, they were just nice. You know what I'm saying? Heart was good, too. That's another one. Because they were sisters, too. Heart, Robin. That's true. They're sisters. But they were actual sisters, but they are not daughter. They are not children of famous singers. No, that's correct. We're talking but, uh, about children of famous singers that formed a group together that were really popular. I don't think that there is well, one. Well, Gary Lewis and the Playboys was uh, Jerry Lewis's son. And he had a group. He had a couple of hits. Just good knowledge right here, man. And no relation to Mr. Wilson, the tool town, you know, Tim Taylor, the tool man, his neighbor, the guy who looked over the fence and you only saw him from, like, his eyes yeah, up Wilson, and the hat. but that was his first name. Yes, we didn't know, we didn't know his, uh... By the way, we have breaking, no- breaking news now from the high-speed celebrity wire. Dog the Bounty Hunter, ladies and gentlemen, has been hospitalized for a heart emergency. So Dog the Bounty Hunter... Dwayne Dog Chapman has been hospitalized, according to TMZ. He's awaiting news on whether or not the medical issue will require surgery. Chapman reportedly felt pain in his chest over the weekend, was taken to the hospital near his Colorado home, 
And this, according to TMZ, they don't classify the incident as a heart attack. They do know it might have been one. It might have been a heart attack. So doctors are checking him out right now. Of course, his wife died late June following a battle with cancer. And the Chapmans had that big show, Dog the Bounty Hunter, back in the 2000s on A&E. And I think he was doing another uh, Bounty Hunter show, wasn't he? I don't know. So anyway, he's in a hospital in Colorado today. Meanwhile, we're going to have to get out of here and jump into the family truckster. Head over the bridge in New Jersey. Don't pay the toll. Don't collect $200. Watch out for the shoebies. But get cheaper gas, and they pump it for you. One of the Still one of the good things about New Jersey. One of the very few good things about New Jersey, other than Landmark Americana. Tonight from 6 to 8, Glassboro, Monday night, pregame show. It is a huge place. It is going to be awesome, baby. Great food. Beautiful, man. And we have amazing swag. Yes. You may win a trip to Green Bay to see the Eagles in Green Bay in two weeks. To Tony's absolute favorite stadium. Lambeau Field. So come on by with the day-night doubleheader. We hope you join us on Twitch at 97.3 FM over the air on the app. In the meantime, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It is still and always will be the greatest place on earth. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. This knife has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy. Maybe in our world here, to live a happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.